and welcome to the Breakfast Club. Hi guys, how you doing? <laughs> that was very friendly. Hello, well, you gotta be friendly. Gotta be friendly. Gotta that's be what we friendly. Say. <laughs> friendly is as friendly does. That's what I like to say. That's <laughs> what you always say. Sometimes say with no context. Dear, it's almost always with no context because <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Hello, how are you doing, mate? Mate, I'm superb. Well, oh, I'm alright. <laughs> done it again. <laughs> done it again. You, you really have done it again. I always deliver. I deliver high and then drop expectations immediately. It, yeah. It's pretty much what I do in life in the bedroom. Everything. <laughs> Just deliver high and then really go under the expectation of what they're going to get. <laughs> You know, it's just this. It's just how you keep yourself safe. <laughs> we all know on the Breakfast Club, I like to have my cake and eat it. You do, despite you not liking do. cake. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I do that in all walks of life. <laughs> oh, for anyone listening who's wondering what the hell this is, uh, welcome to the Breakfast Club. This is welcome. a weekly podcast where we get absolutely off our off our faces and. Uh, <laughs> do a little do a little film for you. We watch a film, we recount it to each other whilst drunk. It's good. <laughs> that is the that is the sloppiest explanation of I what know. this podcast is I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been doing this for over a year. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast kind of it kind of evolves, doesn't it, Sarah? I don't really yeah. know what it is at the minute. It's uh, it's just very it's just drunken and messy and fun. It's just well, fun. Just have a listen. Some fun for your ear holes. It um, is. My boy Dave over here is gonna <laughs> is gonna tell me about a film, and it is a film that I am blind to today. So if it's Ray, I've really segued well. Um, I, <laughs> I've got absolutely no clue what uh, my good friend David Borden is gonna is gonna bust out of the old vault. Today. Well. Well, I'm so excited for this, mate, because I've gone for something we've never done on the Breakfast Club before. Oh, what an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. <laughs> no, we, we have done a few of them. Um, no. This, <laughs> this is, we always go on about how difficult it is to, to watch one film per week, which yeah. is what we do. It is, it is tough. Mentally, it's draining. Uh, it takes a lot out of us. Have you done this another... week, Seven hour epic. <laughs> I have, yeah. Strap in. <laughs> no, this week I have gone above and beyond and I have actually watched two films. Two and I films. I'm gonna give you the choice of film. Oh my god, wow. That's how we're doing adventure. it. That's how we're doing it. Yeah, and oh, I wanna state as well, I wanna state as well, if the film you don't pick I'm not yeah. going to do it like next week or something. I might get around to yeah. doing it eventually, but never. Yeah. It gets put on the burn pile and we'll so never do it. The audience, if, if only you could vote. Tell you what, um, tap on your phones <laughs> now. <laughs> well, you haven't heard the, you haven't heard what the either of are, but tap on your phones <laughs> tap anyway. Tap on your phones now. <laughs> with all, without any visibility of what Zero visibility. Is. <laughs> <laughs> is there any chance? I can like switch what film you're gonna do halfway through. <laughs> yeah, pickle, I can just start telling the approximately, other. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, we can we can do that. I mean, no. it'll be confusing as fuck, but it, we can give it a go. It'd be far too confusing <laughs> to pick a, a, a musical intro. To be honest, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Right, so I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting mm-hmm. um, the choices of being either Commando. 
or maybe Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd done two Arnie films. I wish I had. That would um, be amazing. Would you like to? Hear, would you like to hear your options? I w- right. Are you going to give me the actual films, or are you going to give me a, a, a description of the films? What am I getting? What would you prefer? I can give you the actual titles, and you can pick between the actual titles, or I can give you a description of the films, and you can pick based on the, G- the description. Give me, give me the titles. Let let the okay. let the audience know what they what, what they're tapping on their screens for. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So option number one, you said yeah. that you'd never seen this film, and I thought that is ludicrous. It's a great film. Uh, stars Brad Pitt. It's the Incredible oh, okay. Fight Club. Oh, I thought you were going to see Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> Um, which I have seen on the cinema to watch that that (laughs) I've seen that film about three times because every time you get on an airplane it's like the airplane film so I was like oh yeah and it's like it's one of those films you can just watch with your brain off you know while you're having a breakfast and uh well well, of course when you're having a few you've got to get a few in haven't you because otherwise it's it's not worth the flight it's not worth the one and a half hour flight to Amsterdam with you if you're not getting three or four breakfasts in there um, <laughs> so fight club being one <laughs> oh funny um, the other film also stars Brad Pitt um, oh, it's a it is, reading. it's not it's a it's a cheeky cockney heist film Snatch now I've never seen Snatch either oh have you not seen Snatch no I've never seen oh, Snatch oh mate it's, it's just Guy Ritchie um, is it Guy Ritchie? It is Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. It's peak. It's peak Guy Ritchie. <laughs> peak Ritchie. <laughs> I thought Sherlock Holmes was peak Ritchie. <laughs> this is like this sets the tone of Guy Ritchie for the rest of his career. Like this film is, right. is great. I um, I oh god, this is really tough. It's a and, tough and, one, isn't it? What's going on the know, burn pile? Do you know why it's tough? Go on. Um, because I know what the audience will want me to say, <laughs> <laughs> and you know my. <laughs> Uh, aversion, yeah, yeah. aversion to, <laughs> to doing else. things that people want you to do. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna say snatch. Oh, oh, oh snatch. yeah! <laughs> what a bold choice, Fight Club on the burn list forever. We're never I've doing just, it. I've legitimately just gone. Mm, what could make our podcast better? <laughs> Fight Club, which people will listen to. Oh, just snatch. And then I've gone, fuck it. People don't want to hear Fight Club. I want to hear about Snatch. I love that so much, mate. I love that so much. That's why we do this podcast together. Oh, that is oh, so funny, mate. God. No, I don't know now. I don't know. I, oh, I can't. He's flip-flopping. He's flip-flopping. flip-flopping. I'm, worse. I'm worse than a Tory government. Um, I'm just flip-flopping. I'm worse than Xbox have done in the last couple of days with their gold pricing. Mm. Um... The last film we did was Lord of the Rings. It was. And that was a, a big epic. And it was confusing. <laughs> and Fight Club's confusing. And there's a lot of... There's going to be a lot of me turning around and going, going, you know, why didn't he do this? Or blah, blah, blah. No, do you know what? Sticking to me gun, snatch. <laughs> Good. Good, man. I'm so proud of you for sticking to that, mate. That's what we like. That's what we like here on the Breakfast Club. Hard It does lines. mean I can't no compromise next week. So there is that. Oh, yeah, it does. Sorry, because Jake. I, we can't do two Cockney films in a row. So, Jake, once again, mate, you've been blue balls. Yeah. Well, Jason Statham is in this film as well. So. Oh, there you go then. Can't, can't do, two, do two in a can't row. Can't do two Statham films. Absolutely not. There's only one man who gets two films on the run. <laughs> and he's a big, strapping, peck, Saurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Uh, he is. Uh, 
I'm looking forward to hearing about Snatch. I know. I'm looking forward to telling you. I'm also looking forward to when we do the next Arnie film. It's got to be mm. got to be soon. We're almost a month into the first year, aren't we? I was about to say. I think it's my turn. So <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so I, basically, I get to decide. um the reason i love that you've picked this film over fight club is that it's an excellent opportunity for me to once again showcase my fantastic accents Uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be so many cockney impressions going through this i can already feel it happening does this have any um does this film have any criminally bad like english accents or london accents cockney accents None that I noticed. They get a lot of actual cockneys. The only they get yeah. they get Stephen Graham, uh, everyone's favourite scouser, um, everyone's and he's favorite doing a cockney Stephen accent. Graham. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. It's weird to hear him be a Londoner, but he's a great actor, so he pulls it off. Everyone loves Stephen Graham. Yeah. Everyone loves Stephen Graham around where we're from, obviously, mm-hmm. so much that you'd think he was Brad Pitt, uh, <laughs> and he had the career of Brad Pitt, yeah, but, but he's equally as attractive. He so um, okay. <laughs> I think if you were to, if you, if any actor were to have to play, uh, no, there's two. If, if 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 you couldn't get Ray Winston and you wanted someone to play an actual live action bulldog, I think you would get Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That is very yeah. true. What I will say um, about both Fight Club and Snatch is that around this time, Brad was just peak peak Brad peak 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 Pit. I remember being peak a pit. young lad and thinking. I don't rate Brad Pitt. I didn't think it like that. I think I was just jealous of Brad Pitt being sexy as fuck. And then, <laughs> and then he saw him with his long hair when he was with Janiston, and he was really sound to her. Um, and <laughs> ju- during all that time, and I was just like, oh, look at him. What a poncy asshole. And then I watched 12 Monkeys. Yeah. And 12 yeah. Monkeys was the film that made me go, oh, my God, no, this guy's absolutely class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. this guy has range. Um, and then from then was just like no Brad Pitt's absolutely excellent what I should have done is watched Fight Club yeah yeah it's almost infuriating because he's so um, he's so good looking that he just shouldn't be as good an actor as he is but he really is good mm. and this film he's excellent in Fight Club yeah. is excellent in 12 Monkeys yeah he's just a he's a just good amazing actor. he is a good actor he is he's like the DiCaprio had that where like he started off as just a little wayfish Ponzi boy and yeah, then he's yeah. just like oh no he's actually the best actor in the world <laughs> yeah enough. oh no he's, he's pretty good at what he does he's built a career and yeah. Heath Ledger there's the same thing yeah 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 right I'm getting into it mate we're doing Snatch Fight Club's on snatch. the burn list burn <laughs> burn so, before reading burn before reading it's out whenever doing it never doing it again <laughs> until playing all you like yeah, complain all you it's like. A, We're never doing it until, until we get to films. a week. Yeah, until we get to a week where I haven't prepared a film and I need to go back and just <laughs> <laughs> do Fight Club. So <laughs> we get that happen. PayPal Patreon money. Not doing Fight Club. Yeah, we're holding Fight Club hostage. Yeah, Pay us we to free it to free Fight Club. Hashtag <laughs> free Fight Club. Get it out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, snatch. It starts off straight away with Cockney accents. It's Jason oh, Statham. Really? He's talking away. He's going, my name's Turkish. Oh, all right, geezer. Oh. <laughs> this is, thank you. Yeah. This is me old pal, Tommy. He'd tell you he's named after a gun, but he's actually named after a ballet dancer. Oh, I lost it at the end yeah. there. Oh, um, ballet dancer. <laughs> this is Ricky Five Fingers. He's called that because he's got the normal amount of fingers for a normal human hand. <laughs> this guy's t- Tony Mappet. He's got the globe on his head like a big fucking weird 
turban thing. That's <laughs> just a globe, and he wears it all the time, and he's really bad at bank robberies. <laughs> Mate, for someone who has not seen this film, you have called the opening sequence of this film. I've seen Guy Ritchie films, do you? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we meet about 600 people and they've all got do. insane of names. We do. <laughs> it's Tommy Doorkicker. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a massive ring of keys and he never actually kicks doors in he just uses the keys and it's ironic you get it <laughs> Johnny eight teeth you know it just it goes on and on and on goes on goes on and on also two of the people you've named are very similar to people who are actually in this film so no way. yeah it's insane it's insane yeah I've um, done this for Fight Club <laughs> so we meet Turkish and we meet his little mate Tommy who's played by Stephen Graham so we've got yeah. Statham and Graham early on they're just chatting away. Uh, they don't really know what bearing that has on the film. They're just talking and introducing it's each other. It's nice to have a chat though, isn't it? Hey, why not? Yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then we get to um, a group of rabbis who are walking into this building together. And there's like a security thing, you know, like an airport security style thing. Yeah, yeah. And they walk through and one of them sets it off. And the security guy comes up and he's like, oh, what's going on here? And the rabbi starts talking and like... <laughs> you missed a trick there, mate. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. What's what, what? going on here? Knees up, Mother Brown. <laughs> um, the security guy is like, "What's going on?" And the, the rabbi's just like, "Oh, I don't know." And then he's like, "Oh, okay, through you go." And they just let them through really, really oh, easily. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't. This is uh, this is pre nine eleven, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, you can do whatever you want. Do whatever uh, you like. Airport. You and can I guess take through hawkers and heroin and everything. <laughs> and I guess uh, no one's gonna no one's gonna question a rabbi. No one's gonna question a rabbi. Why would they? Why would they? You why would they? You, you don't get fundamentalists from other religions. <laughs> why, why would you? Why would you? <laughs> um, <laughs> so they get through security really easily. They all get in a lift and they go up to the top of this building and they come out and they've they've basically come to. It looks like a bank, but I'm not sure it is. But they've come to rob a diamond from this building, basically. Yeah. And they come out, and it's Benicio del Toro as dressed up oh, as really? the rabbi. Yeah, yeah. And he's sick yeah, forever, in this. Forever bit part, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good in every bit part, though. He needs oh, to be, right. a, needs to be a main man. Well, except one, Dave. Except yeah. one. He's forgotten about as that bit part, and quite rightly so. <laughs> <laughs> why was he there why did he trust him he was a thief who knows <laughs> will we find out about it in the next film no no so we got a different director again who knows? <laughs> he's just fucking gone no one cares about him stop thinking about him it all comes back to Star Wars it always does <laughs> it is inevitable it's a different Disney franchise that isn't theirs <laughs> Um, so they've come to rob this diamond, and Benicio del Toro like uh, rips off his like rabbi's robe thing, and he's covered in guns. That's what set off the security. So really, yeah. security about a, a shitter. They, they should have shitter. really done their job. If they had them nudity scanners that they've got now, just to show off men's dicks and laugh at them behind the screen, <laughs> <laughs> they would have they would have copped them straight away, wouldn't they? They'd have had it, and they'd, they'd have laughed at his dick as well. They'd have been done the whammy. All the guns missed it and just gone. Look at his dick. Look at his tiny little wiener. Look at his little tiny willy. Look at his peen. Silly. What's all, what? What must have set it off? It must have been his tiny dick. We got the tiny <laughs> dick sensor on. It's the tiny dick scanner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure you full body scan this guy because this is going to be an absolute riot. <laughs> oh god um, so he shoots a load of people 
classic Guy Ritchie star, you know, blah, 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 guns blasting, yeah. they nick this diamond, and then we genuinely get a, a montage of characters where we see the camera flicks between different people and their names come up next to them in like a very yeah. stylish splash page, very Guy Ritchie again, you know. Very Guy Ritchie. And they genuinely, uh, they genuinely do uh, sound like some of the people you named at the start of sure this. They do. I think they you could any? just, I think you could just carry on naming people, and you would just name. Yeah, I think I just by chance you'd hit a few. Yeah, because you already named um, someone Five Fingers, Freddie Five Fingers. Is that actually one? Benicio del Toro is called uh, Frankie Four Fingers. <sighs> so you were you so see, I close. The, I went for the joke of yeah. they just had five fingers, like yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah, which I really enjoyed. (laughs) Yeah, Frank Frankie Four Fingers is one. Uh, He's got four fingers. He's got four fingers. You are correct. Yeah, Yeah. he said another one that was really close to one that's Um, actually on here. Tommy Mapats. I think I said it wasn't Tommy. It wasn't him. (laughs) I was a massive globe for it. I like him though. Yeah, yeah, we all we all like him. Uh, We've got this guy called Bricktop. There's a guy called. Turkish, obviously, we've met. Yeah. Uh, we meet a guy called. What's, is he? Is he a delight? Is that why he's called Turkish? No, I think he. Well, no, because he, he mentioned something about that at the start about him not actually being Turkish. I think. I really yeah. like lemon curd. That's what he says. <laughs> oh, do you know who it, I've remembered? Who it is? It's uh, you said something about uh, something teeth. Oh, it's Tommy Eight Teeth, I think. Tommy Eight like Teeth. That. There's a guy called uh, Bullet Teeth in this. Okay. Uh, played by Vinnie Jones as well. Oh yeah, every best actor, Vinnie Jones. He's so good <laughs> in that brute advert has come out. He's just so good. He's not that good actually, mate. He's not. You've no, been, you've been had. You've been had. That's what he wants you to think. He's also somehow got a hunchback all of a sudden. I don't remember having that. But he's like, I'm serial hard man, Vinnie Jones, and you're like, you aren't. You're a mob shape. <laughs> yeah, you you're the guy who ruined X Men. Is what you are. <laughs> Yeah, whoa! Oh, you, you got bad to say about the Russian um, juggernaut. You didn't think that Vinnie Jones was good casting, Dave? No, no, sorry, I didn't. He wasn't. For what me. about what about when he hit on hot internet memes and said, "I'm the juggernaut, bitch"? Did you not like that? <laughs> I mean, I love fan service in films as much as the next person. That's why I like <laughs> Star Wars uh, <laughs> sequels yeah, so much. But uh... yeah, so much, so much. <laughs> But no, Vinnie Jones didn't do it for me. <laughs> didn't, didn't the juggernaut bitch. I remember you going on forums and uh, you were you were going you were uh, going a mile a minute on the forums fuming. typing away. Yeah, I'll I show him a it. hard man. I'll show him bullet teeth. <laughs> oh, you did say he'd show him a hard man. Like, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. what people were expecting on the forum, was it? <laughs> no, a lot of people re- regretted clicking that picture that I attacked. <laughs> I'll show him a hard man. I fucking hell. I don't even like him. So, you know, I don't know. It's I an like intimidation beast. thing. I really like Nightcrawler. <laughs> I thought the guy from Spy Kids was the perfect casting for Nightcrawler. That's why I'm such a hard man. <laughs> oh, God. I like the way yeah. you started off by saying we were going to do two films. Now we've done about seven. Yeah, just really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get It's like the multi-film one. <laughs> um, okay, so we cut through all these characters and we get their ridiculous names, and then we cut back to uh, Benicio del Toro, uh, Frankie Fourfingers, in the back of his van, and they're all driving off, and he's with his little crew, and they say that he's got to lay low for a while and take the diamond to England because apparently they're not in England at this point. No, 
and they tell him that to give them the gun because he's used it to shoot someone. They'll get rid of it for him. They tell him when he gets to London, he's to buy a gun from a guy called Boris the Blade. Boris the Blade. Well, you wouldn't think he'd sell guns, did you? It's you wouldn't. Not nice. based on the name. Yeah, yeah. No. And, I'm and as we know, be... in Cockneyland, everything is based on people's names. That's it. I'm expecting it to be a top weeb and just have loads of swords. Katana's everywhere. Yeah. yeah, just loads. It's be Kawaii Desu. He's going to be. Oh, Boris, this room stinks. <laughs> this room fucking stinks. What have we been doing in here? <laughs> She's been watching Naruto. You're like, come on, man. Come on, man. I'm here to buy a gun. Jesus Christ, it's serious business. <laughs> Got this big fuck off diamond with me. Why are you looking up hard men on Google? Stop it. <laughs> Why are you on that 4chan website? Uh, looking at hard man? Hard man? Is that uh, Dunno. <laughs> Get out! Um, okay, so. Then we. This film cuts between groups constantly. Well, it's Guy Ritchie. It's Guy Ritchie. It's Guy Ritchie. Um, it's the wannabe Tarantino Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Why wouldn't he do this? It really is. It really is. Especially in this film. Like, it's got such a case of it. I think, like, he thinks that by flicking between lots of different groups, it'll confuse you into thinking the plot's more complicated than it is. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the super slow motion scene more than anything else. It's got to be one of them. <laughs> there is a very stylized one. I look forward to about it. Yeah. So we cut back to uh, Turkish Jason Statham. Mm. He wants a, a posh caravan because he's a boxing. Uh, he's a boxing manager. He runs boxing fights, like okay. underground boxing fights. But he runs them out of this like shit caravan, and he's like, people won't take <laughs> us seriously because you know this is this is basically my office. It's horrible, and he tells. Um, Tommy, the the guy played by uh, Thingy Graham, I forgot his name again already. Stephen Graham. That's the guy. Uh, Stephen Graham. He tells him that he wants him to go get him a, a caravan, and he gives him ten grand for a caravan. That's not very much money for a caravan. You, Is it you not? You do not get. You do not get a caravan for a ten grand for ten bags of sand, lad. You <laughs> You're getting in the spirit of things. Now. Yeah, gotta get the spirit of Phil. You do not get a caravan for that. Really? No chance. Yeah, they're dead expensive, mate. Oh, see, like a I'm good show, one. I'm showing my Tory credentials here. I thought yeah, I was going to be like 50 quid or something. <laughs> you mate. don't even know how much fucking pint of milk is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem. I mean, I can ask my butler. I'm sure he'd know. Yeah, but... <laughs> he might know. Um, <laughs> uh, no, they're, they're a good, like, 30, 40, 40k, I think. Seriously? Like more expensive. Yeah, but it's a fucking house, mate. No You way. drive around or trail around, at least. That's really sad though, because after you've spent that thirty grand, you've then got a caravan. So that's you just, got a caravan there's well. nothing good to come out of that. No, they should pay you to have a caravan. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we'll 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 pay you if you just take this shit. Just doing our fucking yeah. heads. We're getting, emba- we're getting embarrassed, even though we're in the shop. You just get it out of our way. I think yeah. they're that much. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but okay. Okay. I can't imagine that. What is essentially, essentially, that's a essentially. word. What is essentially a moving house is <laughs> is is cheaper than just your standard Fiesta. Like I can't see it. You've got a you've got a real uh, rose tinted glasses view of what a caravan is. Just well, a moving I'm working house. Class. It's just horrible, isn't it? Caravan. It is. Well, it is. Um, I'm working class, so you know. I've got that's it. it. You're, you're a man of the people. You are. You are with the masses. Um. 
Yeah, so he tells Tommy he wants him to go and buy a caravan, and he tells him to go to this campsite where there's... And they don't come off well in this. They use a lot of they use a lot of slurs, but there's a lot of gypsies mm. at this uh, at this um, campsite. And he tells them to go buy a caravan from there. Yeah, and it's well, at this if point you, if you're going to get a caravan, you may as well buy a caravan from travellers. It makes may sense. as well. They know their caravans, so yeah. It's at this point that um, Turkish realizes that Tommy has got a gun. And he says, what the hell have you got that for, you know? But in Jason Statham language, he's like, what the fuck have you got that for, you fucking watermelon? What you got there for, you fucking carrot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Tommy's like, oh, blimey, governor. I just, uh, I need it for protection, don't I? Fucking hell, mate. And uh, Statham's like, protection for you, you fucking walnut. And, uh... <clears throat> I won't. I won't carry on doing. That. No, I like it. I want us to use a different, uh, a different edible product every single time. <laughs> Tommy's like uh, protection from bricked up. You fucking leaked stew. Leaked <laughs> stew. No, I like it. I like it a lot. We haven't met bricks up yet, other than no. in montage form. Um, but basically, it's at this point, Guy Ritchie does his classic thing of. Tommy mentions Bricktop. He says he needs the gun to protect him from Bricktop. And it cuts to Bricktop. Bricktop being classic. a bad man. He is Bricktop being a bad man. He is absolutely being a bad man. Yeah. He's, he's walking around some uh, some little boxing ring. And he's got this guy talking to him. And this guy's going, oh, yeah, this fight's going to be bloody brilliant, Bricktop. And uh, he's giving all this. And Bricktop, yeah. he says something like... Um, Get your tongue out my arsehole, son. Like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I do quite like that. That's a good comeback. Uh, he... <laughs> Sometimes you don't want a yes, man. You want someone to tell you straight. Get your exactly. tongue out my arsehole, you fucking banana. You... <laughs> <laughs> fucking banana. Um, <clears throat> and then two of Bricktop's Guys walk in behind the guy who's had his tongue up his arse, supposedly, and they just put a plastic <laughs> bag over his head and just fucking bag him. Just do him in immediately. Just fucking do all, him in. All he said is the fight's gonna be good. And then. What are they doing? What <laughs> assholes? That's insane. And then. And oh then. God. There's a little lad there who's like, um, see, I fucking told you he was rotten, didn't I, Bricktop? And then Bricktop's like, yeah, you did good, you daft cunt. Uh, but I don't like grasses. And oh, he's like, oh, okay. And then the other little lad gets bagged as well. He gets bagged as well. Double bag. Double bag. Double bag. rare you see a double bag. Bricks off always double bags. That's his rule. That's, his, well, that's rule. his rule. It's the safest way. <laughs> you don't get any problems with a double bag. Um, so he doesn't. I like the way he said grass. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's posh there. Yeah. I, I tell you what. I don't like snakes, I don't like cheats, and I don't like grasses. Grasses. <laughs> Get your tongue out my horse. <laughs> now I'm going up the fucking Appleton Pears for a bath. <laughs> um, we learn at this point as well that Bricktop feeds people to pigs. He owns a pig farm and he just feeds he guys does. to pigs. Yeah. Of course he feeds guys to pigs. Who, who in their right mind doesn't feed guys to pigs? That's what I want to know. If ever, if ever I've got a problem, to the pigs. To the pigs? Straight to the pigs. Straight to the pigs. <laughs> so then we get another very Guy Ritchie moment where Turkish and Tommy were talking about Bricktop, then we cut to Bricktop, then we cut to 
Turkish and Tommy with Bricktop having a conversation with him. It's all very fast cuts and lots of things going have, on, but nothing really cut. happening. You, you've got to you've got to not let the audience realise what they're watching. You just yeah. got to constantly keep them going. Yeah, oh, otherwise they might next? go. What's next? Nothing's happening in this film. No. So you just keep them moving. Keep them, keep them insane. <laughs> let them the eat cake. What the hell's an asshole? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Why did he just call them a walnut? <laughs> um, Bricktop's walking Turk and Tommy through his pig farm, and it, it's meant to be like a threatening thing, you know, where like everyone's heard the rumours of what Bricktop does with guys and pigs. That sounds weird, but guys <laughs> you know and pigs. what I mean. <laughs> it's not like a crazy bunch of guys. <laughs> it's not like episode one of Black Mirror, but it's you know, there's a threatening, <laughs> threatening yeah. element, um, and it transpires that. Bricktop wants Turkish to set up a fight for Bricktop's fighter. And Turkish has a reputation as being, he's, you know, he's doing underground boxing, so he's not a great guy, but he has a reputation of his fights being fair. He, you know, oh, okay. he doesn't, like, he doesn't yeah. gamble on him. He doesn't, you know, doesn't make people throw him. So Bricktop knows this, and he wants his fighter to win the fight. So he's saying to Turkish, I want you under the thumb. I want your fighter to go down in round four. Oh, so he's, he's, trying, to be, he's trying to make him bend. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. And Turkish knows that Bricktop's not the kind of guy that you can say no to, so he's like, he's panicking about it. Well, clearly you'll get picked. Yeah, you'll get picked. <laughs> no one wants to get picked. <laughs> no one wants to get picked. Time for a pig in. No one wants yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at, he just looks at Turkish and goes, oh, I don't know, I'll do it then. Whatever. <laughs> don't pick me. Don't pick um, me, fuck. <laughs> okay, so that's that's that bit done. Then we cut to uh, Boris the Blade, and Boris he gets the a blade. Boris the Blade. He gets a call from his brother. His brother was apparently one of Benicio del Toro's little gang, and his brother lets him know that this diamond is coming to England with Benicio del Toro. He's coming okay. to sell it in England. Um, and he also tells him about One Piece, uh, yeah. really good, really good <laughs> anime that he's watching. <laughs> Talk about weird pirates. Oh, I'll watch that. I'm loving your site, hardmen.com, by the way. <laughs> He's like, I wanted to get hot mail, but it was taken. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to a guy called... Do you know? Uh, do you remember Frank Butcher from EastEnders? Um, I know that he existed, if that well, will do. this is Frank Butcher, who I'm yeah. guessing... They wanted uh, Ray Winston for this. But for this, couldn't get Ray Winston. Couldn't get him. And so Stephen got... Graham was already in yeah, the Yeah, was already taken. <laughs> so, so they got Frank Butcher from EastEnders. I think I remember Frank Butcher. I yeah. mean, I, I wasn't, I'm not a big EastEnders guy because it's Cockney drivel. It is so, awful, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I remember Barry from EastEnders, if that helps, but I don't think it's him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not. It's not Barry. <laughs> I no. I, yeah. No. I'm on. To, I'm on to Frank Butcher. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I'm on to Frank Butcher. Yeah. He looks like he'd be a generic. Someone you'd cast as a cray. Yes. It, yeah. Like, totally. Like an older guy. Yeah. 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 Very much that kind of vibe. His defining feature in this film is that for some reason he's not Jewish, but he wants to be Jewish. A lot of Jewish people in this film. Well, you know that's just the way of it. Just the, way, just the way in the world. Just the way, just the way a guy Richie me. <laughs> so Frank Butcher, aka Doug, he he's not Jewish, but he wants to be Jewish. He owns a diamond shop uh, or a jewelry shop, 
and it's him that these people want to sell the diamond to that they stole at the start of the film. That that's the guy who they want to get to buy the film. Ah, uh, okay. And then we see um, we're back at Boris the Blade's gaff, and uh, Boris the Blade is talking to Frankie Fourfingers, Benicio del Toro. <laughs> Oh. Honest to God, this film is just... Yeah, insane. it's all over the place so far, man. <laughs> and Boris is talking to Benicio Del Toro and he tells him that he wants him to bet on this underground boxing fight for him. Yeah. It's all tying in. Uh, it's all tying in. Benicio Del Toro's like, why can't you just bet on the fight yourself? And he says, well, I've not got a line of credit with the house I owe them uh, and they don't take the kind of bets that I want to put on. So he's like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the money. You go place this bet for me and we'll be, we'll be square. We'll be all good. All cushy. All cushy. <laughs> <laughs> so Tommy, uh, Stephen Graham, goes with Turkish's boxer, who's a guy called Gorgeous George. Gorgeous, Gorgeous George was, was an actual boxer, right? Was he? I think. Potentially, yeah. yeah, sure. yeah. Gorgeous, Gorgeous George was. I might, I might be thinking of a wrestler, actually. I can't remember. I'm happy to believe it. It's one of them. Okay. Kind of fake fight. <laughs> Ooh, he's got boxing. <laughs> Moss, Moss roasts boxing in outlandish <laughs> accusations. This will be up on our YouTube this evening. Like and Absolutely. subscribe. Hit that like button. Hit that like. Smash that like button. Smash that bell. <laughs> So Tommy and Gorgeous George, they go to see uh, the the gypsies about this caravan and they go to see a guy called Mick and Mick yeah. is played by Brad Pitt. So Mick is a, a traveller in this yeah, film then? he is, yeah. yeah I think yeah. they prefer traveller to gypsies. I don't yeah. actually know. Yeah, I mean they call them much worse in, in this film. I'm sure they do. I'm sure one of them is Pete. Yeah, one very out. much yeah. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will say again, you know, we're we're, we're kind of uh, all over Brad Pitt today, but he, he is very oh, good in this role. He is very yeah, funny. he's like, probably very sexy as well. Which yeah, is always oh, good. God, he's a good looking bloke. Yeah, and he's he the original. Doesn't... He's the original Dreamboat. He's the original Channing Tatum. He is the OG. And or is Channing? Yeah, it probably yeah. is Channing Tatum's the OG. Sorry. Brad Pitt's the OG Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gotta be, gotta be. Yeah, he's like he's like the the country's favorite dreamboat now. So he's taken over, Annie. Yeah, young young pretender. <laughs> pretender to the throne, yeah, the prince, <laughs> the prince of, of dreamboats. <laughs> um, what I love about uh, what I love about Pitt's performance is he does this great like. Irishy brogue that you just you can't understand yeah. the word he's saying, and like it's deliberately like that. You know, it's so difficult to understand what he's saying. And they come to speak to him about this caravan, and they tell him what they're there for, and yeah. they can't believe the size of gorgeous George. He's like fucking yeah. a tank. It's Tyson Fury before Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. And um, they're all like squaring up to him and like sizing themselves up against him. <laughs> like, he, why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's what you do. Big old bloke, and then we get a little uh, we get a little comedy moment where um, Brad Pitt is saying to Stephen Graham, "Oh, do you like dags?" And uh, oh, Stephen man. Graham's like, "Dags," and he's like, "Yeah, dags." And he's like, "I don't know what dags is," and then he realizes that they're saying dogs. Oh, I, that's funny. Great, great comedy moment. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you sold it so well. <laughs> yeah, like dogs. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, it'd work if they were from Brooklyn as well. <laughs> so, you know what? Yeah, that's not really... I don't know why that's there. No. That's madness. Yeah, it's a really weird... Well, surely all the audience are just like, well, he's saying dogs, isn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's two dogs there that he's looking at when he says it, so I don't know yeah. why Stephen Graham's like, what are you saying? What do you mean? It's just like, <laughs> them, for fuck's sake, come on. Yeah, those, those things, whatever you call them, we call them dogs, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, you say dogs, you need to phonetically spell it out with your mouth. <laughs> like arse. Really? Really wrap your mouth around all the words. <laughs> so yeah, we just get that really weird bit. Um, and then Tommy and Gorgeous George, they spend the money on the caravan, they get it hitched up to the car, they go to drive off and they get like two seconds away and the wheels come off the caravan and just collapse. Oh, they've, been, they've been ripped off. <laughs> they've been diddled. They've been absolutely really had. So you only spent 10k on a caravan? <laughs> that is, yeah, exactly. They're, everyone knows they're, they're worth much more than that. Yeah. Also, <laughs> why don't you just spend the money at a, a caravan shop mm-hmm. as opposed to going to see some travellers and then... Yeah, I don't, think they, I don't think they ever really explain why they're buying the caravan. Maybe it's marked bills or something. Yeah, like maybe. maybe. Dirty money. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask, uh, before we move too far away from Brad Pitt, Yeah. do you think they... I mean, Colin Farrell surely auditioned for this role. Oh, you would assume so. so you would so absolutely like, assume so. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder why he didn't get it. Because <laughs> like it seems that seems like it's, I imagine he's going to be a scrappy little traveler arsehole later on in the film. Yeah. So I don't understand why he didn't get that because that's that's just him. Except maybe not the travel a bit. The only thing I can think of, and I don't know the dates of the films, but. Mm. Brad in this film is in very similar shape to Fight Club. Brad, I assume it, yeah, they wanted big. I'm assuming big it's off the back of yeah. I'm assuming it's off the back of Fight Club because he is shredded. Yeah, shredded to fuck. He is um. So yeah, the wheels come off this caravan and collapse, and they go back <laughs> to the campsite and they're like, "Oh, we want the money back." And Mickey's like, "You can't have your money back. You know, you've taken it off. What would I want with a caravan with no wheels? Fucking useless." Oh, completely <laughs> roared them off. Yes, he's out <laughs> there pants down. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, "I'll tell you what. I'll uh, I'll fight George for it. I'll fight you, big man." Oh Jesus! Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. He goes, and um, Stephen Graham can't believe his luck. He's like fucking. He's gonna have you here. He's gonna absolutely do. Look at the size of him. Gorgeous George. <laughs> he's gonna have you. So he's like, yeah, absolutely, we'll have this fight. So they go into this like barn and they set it all up and everyone's around them in like a little ring and uh, they start the fight and Gorgeous George just starts fucking laying into to Brad Pitt and he's punching him yeah. around, throwing him around the ring and everything. And Brad Pitt just keeps on getting up and Gorgeous George is just like, just fucking stay down. Like, if I'm going to put you down again, stay down. And Brad Pitt just keeps getting up and keeps getting up. And then eventually Gorgeous George is like, oh, you know what, fuck this, like, it, it's not worth it, you know. And well, um, I mean, it is it, it is worth it, though. It literally it? is worth £10,000. Yeah, it's worth yeah. 10 grand. That is how much it is worth, yeah. Gorgeous George, yeah. Um, Imagine uh, if you went back to your boss and you're just like, hey, you had a meeting or something, it's just something you're trying to get 10 grand and you're just like, uh, I, I tried for a bit and I was actually doing really, really well. Yeah. Uh, um, but then the other guys... 
the other guys were pretty much just about to sign, but the ink ran out of the pen, so I just thought, fuck it. God, this is worth it. It's, it's worth not, the hassle. It's not fucking worth the hassle. You'd be like, what? <laughs> Honestly, guy, you should have seen it. Just wasn't worth all the were ball they, ache. Were they not, not going to go get a new pen? He's like, yeah, no, they were on the way, yeah. Yeah, um, They said they'd do it digitally and everything. I just couldn't be arsed. I just, I, I just, I thought, no, it's not fucking worth it. Time is money. My time, time is, is worth <laughs> more than 10 grand, so... They're like, you paid 17 grand a year. It really is. <laughs> Just saying. Sorry, I'm not good at maths. It's just wasn't worth it, in my opinion. It just wasn't worth it. What is uh, he thinking? <coughs> so go, so he's he's gonna fuck it off then, yeah. Well I think I think George is an actual boxer and he he feels like he's just battering Brad Pitt and he's just like oh, yeah. I don't I don't want to be part of this you know you, you're obviously not a boxer kind of thing and he's like I, you know it's over we'll take the we'll take the money back and Brad Pitt gets up and he's like uh it's not over till the job's done and he they close the ring round well, that's what it seems like and then gorgeous George is like okay fuck you then and he goes up to him and he takes a big old swing and Brad Fair play to him because even like I'm sure it was edited this way, but yeah. fucking quick ducks this ducks this little punch and just boom one bombs him right on the chin. He's just got he's just one bombs him. Just fucking one bombs wow. him. Wow, why did he do that at the start? I know, I know. It's like he it's <laughs> like he enjoys getting beaten up. So oh, then just be like bam one bombed. Imagine listeners at home. Imagine another film where Brad Pitt acted like this. God, that'd be a good film, wouldn't it? It'd be, it'd be so good to go through, but you know, I can't Brad think of it. in some sort of fight club, that would be some amazing. Sort of fighting club uh, where he there. really likes punishment and, and likes fighting. And he's, he, you know, he, he does really bad and then really good. And well, he's got strong and he's fast and he, he gets to see him fight. I can't, I can't think of another film like that. Tell you what, if that film existed, it'd be a good Breakfast Club episode. It would be a bloody good episode if that film existed. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> well, I won't tell you it for free. We'll yeah, tell yeah, you it yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, how much we decide on Patreon? How much we decide the Patreon? Uh, when, we, yeah, when, we, when we decide to release that. Like every other <laughs> podcast in the world. Um, George goes down like a sack of shit, man. He absolutely oh, hits the deck like, fuck me. And then we get a bit of a Statham uh, voiceover where he's saying, um, turns out that Mick is like the bare-knuckle boxing champion of the gypsies, like the gypsy king. He is the Tyson Fury of, uh, of bare-knuckle boxing. No, just imagine that being the dialogue. Turns out Mick is the bare-knuckle fighting king of the gypsies, king of the ring. <laughs> So oh, you have been. seen this film? Yeah. <laughs> we've been played like a bag of doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> what about my knob? Says Tommy. And, uh... Says Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he ends, Statham ends his little speech by saying, um, Tommy is still there with the gypsies and they're all deciding what to do with him because they think they've killed gorgeous George. And they're like with one punch. With one punch, and they're like, shit. "Tommy, better hope that George, gorgeous George, doesn't die because if George dies, Tommy dies." Because he's basically saying like, they they would rather bury two bodies and move on than have yeah, anyone yeah. like witness what what happened. And then we don't find out what happens to George and Tommy. We cut again. We meet a new character. This oh, character, this character is called Sol, and uh, he runs a pawn shop. 
and we meet his friend Vince who comes into the pawn shop and he's bought a dog and he's bought a dog from some gypsies, uh, travellers <laughs> and apparently the dog that he's bought that he spent the money on just keeps running running home to these gypsies oh, yeah. keeps running well, back to of course he does <laughs> <laughs> they trained it they trained so, it to come home yeah yeah um, and then Boris the Blade shows up at this uh, pawn shop while they're having this discussion about this dog there's so many names I know I know oh, okay no, I think I'm there though I think, I think I've got it in my head okay I'm, Boris. I'm doing me old Darren Brown dream palace trying to <laughs> figure out which every person looks like. So. Nice, yeah. Um, Boris turns up and he's come to offer Sol 50k to hold up a bookies. Now, 50k? 50k. He's basically by five caravans. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he doesn't want the wheels to eddy off them. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, now, what Sol doesn't let... Uh, what? Uh, Boris doesn't let Sol know is that the bookies he wants him to hold up belongs to Bricktop and the reason he wants oh. it to be held up is because they'll be taking bets for this boxing fight that Bricktop's going to have Turks boxer throw and so yeah. whatever money he's been put in the till he's like Sol you can have the money in the till I just want you to go rob this place and he's doing it because he's thinking he can use his cut of the share to pay off Bricks up and what he owes. It's all yeah. It's all a mess. Okay. I, I mean, it, that is that is real convoluted. <laughs> yeah. Honest to God, this uh, it just gets insane. And then it doesn't help the fact that you just cut between characters constantly. Like, yeah. You're never well, with people very long. No. Well, no, that's why. That's why every film does this and cuts between characters randomly <laughs> <laughs> and as fast as fuck. It's to keep. It's to, to keep everyone on their toes. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what the good directors do, Dave. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't written a lot of story, you can make it stretch a long way by just telling by it between about six hundred characters. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Why do you think Memento was good? Oh. <laughs> um, then we get a little bit of um, Benicio del Toro, aka Frankie Four Fingers. He's talking yes. to um, Doug, aka Frank Butcher from EastEnders. Frank Butcher from EastEnders and the Forefinger. Okay. Yeah, they're talking, and Benicio lets slip that he might have an inside line on the boxing because he's already spoken to Boris the Blade about betting on the boxing. He says to Frank something like he's got to get away because he's got to go place a bet, and Frank's like, "Oh, what are you placing a bet on?" And he says the boxing, and he's like, "Oh, do you know something? I don't like that." And, uh, Is that it? No, I'm betting. Yeah, that's, that's what says. loads of people do every day. <laughs> Just having a bet because there's a big fight and I'm going to go watch it and I'd like to put a bet on. Is that all right? Old Frankie no, Fourfingers Four doesn't think that quick, mate. And uh, <laughs> well, you can see the guilt on his face. <laughs> he doesn't think fast enough. He doesn't what think fast enough. He's like, no, I know, all about, I know he's going to win. It's like, what do you mean? This um, whole thing that all the gangsters are in on is just bent his shit. Yeah, like, I know. Of course it is, because they're all gangsters. <laughs> no. um, we meet a bloke called Tyrone. Tyrone is a is a big old fat man. He's a very yeah. large gent. And he is going to play the role of the getaway driver for Sol and Vince, the guys from the pawn shop. Yeah. And Sol is speaking to Vince, and he's like, oh, did you pick up a gun for this, uh, this heist, this little... Uh, Bucky's job that we're doing and Vince pulls out this massive fucking shotgun that he's bought it's like military grade <laughs> and yeah. Sol's just like what the fuck is that that's like an anti-aircraft gun you know why have you bought that 
and they have a big argument about it. And then Vince doesn't like Tyrone because Tyrone, again, is a big old fat bloke and he's making lots of joke about, you know, what's he going to get away from? He can't fucking... Can't, Run a can't do fuck all. Yeah, like, yeah, he can probably drive a car yeah. though, can't he? So he can probably drive a car. He could probably use a shotgun. Yeah, uh, to shoot someone to death. That's yeah, really hard. <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter what weight you are to do that. Really, is. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I'd argue being light is worse in that yeah. situation. Yeah, less recoil for Tyrone. Exactly. Well, yeah, he would stop wobbling for days, but there's less recoil. Yeah. He went stop wobbling for days. So they go to the bookies and they've been told by the blade. Fuck me, this gets so confusing. <laughs> You're getting confused. Oh, man, I should have drawn like a little roadmap. They yeah, been... it's just a full flow chart of what is going on. <laughs> <laughs> they've been told by Boris the Blade that. Frankie Fourfingers, Benicio Del Toro, is going to go into this bookies with a briefcase. And when he goes in, that's their signal to go in. They can take whatever's... Yeah. They can take whatever's in the till, but the mm-hmm. briefcase goes back to Boris the Blade because the briefcase has got the diamond in from the start. Ah, okay. So it's, it's, it's still all about this diamond then. Still all about this in, diamond. Yeah. Yeah. So they're sitting in the car and they're all chatting away. And Tyrone goes to get in a space and there's this van behind him and he just reverses back into it and just hits it real hard. Oh, what and an asshole. They're already doubting his ability as a getaway driver. He can't yeah. even fucking drive the car apparently. I mean, they're doubting his ability as just a human being. <laughs> by the sounds of it. <laughs> and rightly so. And rightly so. And rightly so at the moment because the, the, the fucker can't drive. Why is he even there? Yeah. <laughs> just someone's lad. Like, yeah. Get him. <laughs> He's well, mustard on the driving. He's mustard. They do say he's mustard. No, they yeah, actually... they genuinely call him mustard. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've oh, not face. heard. That. I've not heard that phrase oh, other than in this yeah. film. He's mustard. Yeah, yeah. working class. They of course. That's true. Yeah, class, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. I imagine you know in the staff quarters they use it a lot. But they they do. Uh, what 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 do your guys say? I'll try and uh, explain it for you. Um, um, you know what? What would you use to describe your hero, uh, uh, Pippa Funnel, for example, when she when she did so well at the Olympics in uh, dressage? What would you have used? Uh, she is quite dapper. I would say quite dapper, maybe quite uh, dapper. exemplary. Exemplary. That's the sort of words yeah. that you'd use, but we'd use fucking mustard. <laughs> it's not for me. It's not for me. Um, when Tyrone hits this van, it turns out that Benicio del Toro, coincidence, is in the back of this van. Wow! And it's they almost hit like the, it's planned. It's almost like it's planned. They hit this van so hard that he goes flying and just hits the deck and just <laughs> knocks himself out in the back of this van. <laughs> KOs himself. Well, he doesn't KO himself, does he? He gets KO'd, yeah. <laughs> G-force KOs him, I guess. Or whacking insane. his head on off. Oh, God, it's so silly. Okay. <laughs> and then, in this car... They're all having an argument about Tyrone being a silly prick and, and not being able to drive a car. <laughs> and then they turn around and they see someone going into the um, bookies with a briefcase. And they obviously assume Uh-oh. it's it's Frankie Fourfingers. They're like, that's the fucking signal, get in. And they all pull down balaclavas and they run into the bookies and they start like getting the gun out and they're like, everyone on the fucking ground. And then the woman obviously like presses this emergency thing. The door locks, all yeah. these shutters come down. 
the shots come down <laughs> over the fucking counter so they can't even see her. And they're like, oh shit, you know, what do we do? And they turn round and they see the guy on the floor with the briefcase and they grab yeah. his hand and they're like, you've got fucking five fingers. No, no well, that's people. how they know. As opposed yeah. to, you know, not knowing, just knowing who he is. <laughs> knowing his face. <laughs> you've got five fingers, you can. You can. And uh, they realise that they've made Check his other hands, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got two. They check with one hand and they're like, he's got five fingers. Can't be him. <laughs> Can't be him. He's, he's oh. missing one hand, so he's only got five fingers, but they wouldn't call him four <laughs> fingers if it was like, he, this is Freddy five fingers. Yeah, this is this is good old, what I said, Tommy five fingers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. This is my guy. <laughs> so, they've absolutely fucked up this heist. And the whole thing up. They really have. And Sol starts shouting through to the woman behind the counter and he's like, you better fucking open this shop up, give us all your money. And she's like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but all bets are off. And um, <laughs> they're all just like, wee! <laughs> a round of applause for a stellar comedy. <laughs> so while this is all, while this is all locked, locked down and everything, we find, we go back to Turkish and, um, and we find that he's really pissed off about what's happened with Gorgeous George. Tommy's alive. Gorgeous George yeah. is alive, but he's been hospitalised real bad. Shit, that, he was that good a punch. Yeah. He's not going to be able to do the fight. The fight's in two days, and he's not yeah. going to have recovered from this one punch in time to do this fight. <laughs> I mean, it must have been the mother of all punches, because that's unbelievable. Like, if he was knocked out for that amount of time, the guy's brain dead yeah (laughs) i don't mean that in the in like the the sort of the weird way i mean like legitimately his brain has turned itself off yeah he's not had enough oxygen for him to exist (laughs) so he's gone he's probably still got the right level of comprehension for a guy Ritchie film though so that's good that's it he comes in he just goes what are you doing you slag Get out of the hospital you vegetable and someone's like come on not not okay come on on. you can't call him that not okay. Could <laughs> I call him a potato? No, no vegetables. Vegetables are out. Call him some, a meat product, maybe. You get out of that, salmon. Get out of that fucking chair, you cabbage. No, you can't like, do that. No, come, come on, come on, come on, come on, Turkish. Have a bit of fucking decorum, mate. Be better, mate. Be better. Be better. Have a bit of decorum. <laughs> He's like, I bet. Get out of fucking bed, you truffle. And he's like, truffle's fine. Truffle's fine. We'll allow it. I don't know what it is. Truffle. <laughs> it could be a mushroom. I'm not sure. You can, you can have it. It's yours. It's yours. It's, it's either a little chocolatey treat or it's a mushroom. So whichever you want, it's fine. If you're allowed it. Um, Get out of that bed, you cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> They realise that they're they're fucked without gorgeous jaws. They need a fighter to throw this fight for Bricktop. So they realise that the the fighter that is obvious is Mickey. You know, he's a boxer. He knocked out gorgeous George. If they can get him to do the match, then it'll be great. Yeah, okay, yeah. I I totally forgot that Mick wasn't the opponent in the fight. I forgot he existed. So now they're going to try and get... 
So Mick now they're going to try and get Mick to be their their fall guy, their literal fall guy. Literal. Oh, so oh yeah, because of course he was supposed to he was supposed to take a fall. Supposed to take so. a dive. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they go to Mick and they That's tell him what yeah. they tell him what happened and they say, "Listen, we'll give you we'll give you ten k to do this fight and to take a fall in the." Uh, in the, <laughs> the fourth round. So that's 20k for him because so he's already far, had their 10k from the camera. So far, Mick has made so much money here. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Um, and Mick says he doesn't want the money. He wants a new caravan. And well, That's uh, another 10k. So that <laughs> is. Another 10k right on top <laughs> yeah. there. Um, Stephen Graham, rightly so, points out at this point that he's fucking diddled them. Like, they came to him wanting to buy a caravan. Now he's got 10k of their money and they're buying him and a caravan. Yeah, yeah, a caravan. He's like, that's going to be like, I don't know, from a reputable shop, maybe 11 to 15k. So, really <laughs> got that pants down here. <laughs> it turns out that um, Mick wants the caravan for his mum. Uh, his mum's been living in this, like, shit run-down caravan for a long time and he wants to, like, buy her a new, uh, you know, top-of-the-range one uh, and hell, take care God. of it. Why is this whole film... They started off with a diamond robbery. Why is he yeah. now got it? Just gone into caravan um, yeah. trade <laughs> negotiations. <laughs> Don't get it. <laughs> it gets ah. it gets weirder before it gets better. You know, this is a high octane action film, and I'm learning about caravan prices and <laughs> the, the average use of a caravan. <laughs> That's the, the most boring thing in the world. <laughs> like if he wanted to buy a bridge. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it, mate. Your pick. Uh, so <laughs> I am enjoying it though. <laughs> yeah. um, it's at this point that Turkish decides he's probably going to have to go and see Bricktop and explain that they've uh, they've had to change the fighter, and he tells Bricktop that they've lost Gorgeous George, and Bricktop's like, <laughs> "What do you gone? mean? What do you mean lost him? You can't. He's not a fucking pair of keys, is he? You fucking watermelon." And uh, you've used watermelon. Can you do it again? Did I use watermelon before? You've used watermelon, yeah, and I would you, need another one. You fucking Satsuma. That's good. Satsuma's a good one. Uh, Satsuma's fantastic. <laughs> they they tell Bricktop that they've found this other fighter and that they, they've got a replacement for George, everything's good. And then Bricktop, again rightly so, explains that bets are taken before the fight. They, yeah. People have placed bets yeah. on who they think is going to fight. If you, if you just replace him like a day or two before the fight, that's not how betting works. That's no, no good to anyone. It's really not how betting works at all. You, you just void the bets and they all get the money back, yeah. Well, this is what Statham suggests. He's like, void the bets. Don't let them bet beforehand. Have them bet on the night. They can see the fight. They can see Mickey. You know, he's, he's going to take a fall. You'll make a killing because people think that, you know, he's a you know he's like a skinny little rough guy. So against your fighter he doesn't look like he's going to win and then he, he'll take a fall so you know you go for it that, that, isn't that the opposite of what he wants surely he'd want everyone to bet on that's he'd true want everyone that's to true. bet on George and then yeah yeah uh, that's he'd true. take a fall and get battered that is true and I didn't think about that because Gorgeous George is a big old bloke and he's massive whereas, whereas Brad Pitt a little, a little he's, li- he's muscly but he's lithe isn't he, he lithe and wiry yeah. <laughs> he is lithe he's like a whippet he is. He is. <laughs> He's all speed. Um, <laughs> I've heard that in the in the, um, on the TV channel E. He's just thought he's all speed. Yeah, Access Hollywood. Brad Pitt is all speed. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, they managed to talk Bricktop round to this new fighter, and he's like, "As long as he goes down in the fourth, I'm happy." 
get it get it done specifically in the fourth yeah make sure he drops down in the fourth you fucking tangerine <laughs> I want to go down the orange family yeah yeah no Enjoy. I like it <laughs> I'm going to introduce one more one more bloke nah we need a few more not? characters actually get a few not? more in here <laughs> not enough get a few on, more in this film not enough when's um, Madonna showing up get him <laughs> we meet a guy called Avi Avi is an American who was the initial contra- contact for selling the diamond until it went to London for some reason. Yeah. But he knows he knows Doug in London, and I, th- I think for some reason he's like Doug's business associate. Anyway, he decides to fly to the UK, and <laughs> well, that's t- not part of the plan, though. But no, hey-ho. no, and he's chatting to Doug. I, I can't remember why Abby comes to London, but anyway, he's talking just for to laugh, Doug just for all the just for all the. Uh... You know, the real sound museums. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact of how culturally adept this country is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just all that, really. Just, just all, great the, we all are. that good stuff. All that good just stuff. Great Britain. Yeah. Putting the great yeah. in Great Britain. He wanted to put Britain first. <laughs> just, like, just like we want on. No, I didn't want to say. Just that. like apparently the majority of British people did. Yeah, but, you know, it's good for them. Hey. Yeah. Hey, we're over it. We don't care. <laughs> not bitter not bitter at all <laughs> Jesus Christ so Avi flies in yeah he's speaking to Doug played by Frank Butcher from EastEnders and that's, that's Doug yeah yeah and Frank Butcher explains that because he's asking where Frankie is with the diamond where Benito Del Toro is with this diamond and Frank says uh, he's gone to this boxing match and Avi's like, what do you mean he's gone to this boxing match? And he's like, he's gone to this boxing match. It's sound. He's got, yeah, he's got told this, you. Yeah, he's got the diamond with him. He's sound. He's, he's sound as a pound. And Avi's like, Benito del Toro is a fucking gambling addict. He, like, he's been run out of so many towns because he can't stop gambling. And you've sent him <laughs> to this fucking underground boxing match with a diamond, with an eighty-four carat diamond in a briefcase. Like, you think he's gonna put the diamond on the on the fight? That's what they seem to be implying. Yeah, that's they bullshit. Like yeah. that's insane. Like, imagine that. Imagine going into the fucking Chris Pluck and just being like, <laughs> "Yeah, uh, I want to put uh, Liverpool to score first, but United to win." And just like, "Oh yeah, no, you'll get um, I don't know, twenty-two to one on that." And you go, "Okay, I've got this big fuck off diamond. Um, <laughs> is that okay?" And it's like, "No." There is no value of that. It is a diamond. What do you mean, no? It's worth money. Just, just give win. me that money. Have you never played a, an RPG? <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's got a value. Just assign it that value. Just assign and then we'll that move on. <laughs> That's not how the world works, please. Sorry. Do you want me to get one of them tiny, weird telescope monocle things and then have a look at it and go, oh, that's probably. Like fucking David Dickinson. He's like, yeah, if you could. And she's like, I'll take the piss. Come on. Come on, mate. <laughs> Have you been fucking one-punched by Brad Pitt? You've <laughs> been donkey-punched by Brad Pitt. Maybe I'd... <laughs> so, after all this, we're back at the uh, we're back at the bookies with Solemn Vince. And they're speaking to the girl behind the counter who's behind this shutter. And she's saying all bets are off. And the reason all bets are off is because of what's happened with Megan Gorgeous George. She's repeated their joke, though. And she has. Do you know what? 
maybe with a new audience, they'll. It's like doing your same fifteen minutes set in it around yeah. different different places. Who's They've going come in and he's he's gone. All bets are off, and they go. He's got us again. It's <laughs> funny that you should say that more often. She's she's explaining that you know what's happened with the the boxer, and they've had to change the match, and so they're not taking bets at this bookies on that fight. So literally, the the betting is cancelled. So they have specifically. Yeah, they have no money in this in this bookies. Yeah. So they've they've oh. robbed this bookies for nothing, and the person with the diamond isn't there. So they've just fu- they've just really fucked this up. So then they're like, right, we need to get out of here, and they run to the door and they go to pull it, and it's locked because it's a security door. Yeah. And one of the guys, Sol, tries to shoot the door, and it like it's bulletproof, and it ricochets somehow. And I don't think that's how it works. No, I don't. That's think not what bulletproof glass does. No, it's not magical super Captain America shield glass. I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, giving Guy Ritchie the benefit of the doubt, I don't know if the bullet ricochets or if the glass like smashes slightly and some of the glass hits Vince. But basically, well, something hits Vince in the leg and he goes down, and he's like fucking crying about it. Yeah. And it's at this point that Sol realizes they fucked it, so he like slumps down next to Vince and he lifts his balaclava off, and then he looks up and he sees the CCTV camera and he's like, "This day he couldn't get any fucking." Oh, worse. he's just fucked it. Did he nick a load of Bucky's pens just to uh, <laughs> just, just to, to offset? Try and break even a little bit. Just yeah. To break even on the Bucky's <laughs> pens. You gotta love a Bucky's pen. <laughs> Who doesn't love a Bucky's pen? He does. And then Argos started using Bucky's pens, and it was even better because yeah, you yeah. have Argos pens or Bucky's pens. <laughs> Good times, good times good in the time. UK. Oh, that's why we're time. Great Britain. That's why we're Great Britain because we've got the pens. They're both slumped on the floor and they've seen the CCTV. And it's at this point that Tyrone, the getaway driver, just walks up to the bookies and just opens the door because apparently the security door will still open from the outside. Yeah. And he just opens the door and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing then?" And they just like they get out the <laughs> bookies and just fucking bail. And they run back to the car. And as they get back to the car, they're all getting in the car and Tyrone gets out and Vince is like, where the fuck's he going? And he gets out because he sees behind him Frankie Fourfingers getting out of the van and he's still like dazed and he's still like wobbling and he gets out of the van with this briefcase and Tyrone just grabs him and throws him in the boot and just locks the boot and gets in the car and he's like, (laughs) that's your fucking guy. He had four fingers, he had a briefcase, that's the guy. So they've 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 managed to redeem something from this thanks to Tyrone, well, who previously they thought was useless. It's just because he was fat. Just he's, he was fat. He's, he's hey. got a big fat brain as well. That's what he, that's what that's, he needed. That's the way it works in cinema. If you that's if you it. are fat, you are useless to society. You are um, useless. And do you know what? Probably, Maybe they're right. Probably true in real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I don't have any proof on me to say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to see Hollywood going with the old "fat people are useless" narrative, which I like. Well, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna shame um, travelers, you may as well shame fat people while you're there. Exactly. It's not like they're gonna run after you. So no, you exactly. Get away scot free. Yeah, absolutely. Especially <laughs> if you can. That's it. Yeah, they've got no chance. <laughs> to a so... fucking pie the other way, and off you go. Bam. <laughs> fucking Dis- never catch up. Distract to you. them like a frisbee. <laughs> Yeah, there you go, there you go. Oh, good boy. There you go. Maybe fling a bit of dripping at him as you run away. <laughs> uh, amazing. Right. Then we're at this uh, this 
famous boxing match that's meant to be going going on. And Turkish is there with Tommy and Mick, and he's saying to Mick, right, this is the plan. You go down in the fort. You do whatever you like in the first couple of rounds. Just don't, like, fucking do knock him out. whatever you like. <laughs> well, that's, that's a brave thing to say to him. It is. It is. Um, they're like, you know, obviously don't, like, don't knock him out. You know, make it look like a fight and take a dive in the fourth. And the bell goes. Mick comes out. Instantly one bombs this guy. And of course he does. Kills him, I, I mean, him that was a hundred percent what was going to happen. Mm. Like you couldn't, you, you couldn't see it happening any other way than that exact thing of him just being fucking one punch man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think what's gone wrong here as well, especially when you watch the film, is that the guy they picked to pick Gorgeous George is a much bigger, scarier-looking guy than the guy that yeah. Brad Pitt eventually fights in this. So that, considering he's already fucking one-punched, that big motherfucker... That big ape-man, yeah. Yeah, then... this, this guy's just no no, no sweat, no bother. No skin off his back, but whatever. <laughs> but obviously, this puts Brick Top in the ship because he's told people that this fight is going to go down and he's told them to bet on them. Uh, yeah. they've taken his word for it and it's not gone well so bottled it, yeah wow and Brickhead is not a guy you want to <laughs> Brickhead is that what his name is I can't remember <laughs> Brickstop <laughs> Brickhead is uh, Brickhead. he's like he's not a guy you want to fuck with right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly not a guy you want to fuck with um, so he's pissed off at these guys <laughs> so then we're back at the pawn shop and Boris the Blade has come to see Sol and Vince because he wants to um, get the diamond from them. And he walks into the to the shop and he sees that in the back they've tied up Frankie Four Fingers and he's got a bag over his head and they've got him he's tied up. Bagged. He's getting bagged. Shit. He's getting bagged no and fed to the pigs. Too many people <laughs> getting bagged. <laughs> and Boris has come and he's like, they, oh God! It's just off the side. <laughs> he just loves seeing guys get bagged. He just Since loves they, seeing guys get bagged. Can't Since get enough of it. They've drawn big anime eyes on on the bag. Boris <laughs> <laughs> <just> instantly. They <laughs> put one of their body pillows in front of him. They like use, use the body pillowcase to to bag him, and he's like, "Oh no." Oh. <laughs> not Sakura and he's just like oh, <laughs> oh god Boris <laughs> um, Boris has come to, to speak to these guys about how the bookie job went and they explained that it, it went fucking horribly there was no money in the till all the bets were off <laughs> they have a good laugh and they have a good laugh like, that's Caroline's joke he's like it is yeah. <laughs> she tells it better than me that's <laughs> the way she tells him it's the way she tells him hold on to the best day and uh, Boris is like oh well listen I'm sorry sorry for your trouble sorry it went south Here, here's 10 grand apparently 10 grand is just the standard just, amount for a job the standard amount land. Yeah. of money yeah just really <laughs> rounded up yeah. yeah caravans knocking over a bookies throwing a fight <laughs> 10 grand. Just everything's 10 grand. It just makes the whole plot easier, doesn't it? If everything's just 10 grand. 10 grand is apparently fucking cockney <laughs> minimum wage in this film. So. <laughs> it's the living wage, yeah. <laughs> it's good that they've got there in the end. <laughs> God, that's so silly. He offers, the, he offers them this 10 grand. And it's at this point that Vince reveals that they've opened the suitcase and they've got the diamond. Or they know about the diamond. 
And they're like, we don't want your fucking money. We want half of whatever you get for that diamond. And Boris okay. is like, oh, what are you fucking talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And it all kicks off. And Boris pulls out his gun and he just points at the Benicio Del Toro's character and he just fucking shoots him in the head. Shit, just kills him dead. Just kills him dead. And then he points wow. at Solemn Vince and he's like, where the fuck is that diamond? And they're like, it's in the briefcase in there. And he's like, well, you better fucking get it out. And they're like, well, it's still attached to him and he's the only person who knew the combination to it. Like, he showed us the diamond. Yeah. And, yeah so, um, so he's just killed you the only person. I mean, you couldn't possibly knife the briefcase open because briefcases are usually made out of uh you know the thing that black boxes are made out of in planes <laughs> aren't they i imagine there's uh, based on based on um boris's reaction i imagine there is no way into this briefcase ever no. they've lost it forever um and so boris uh cuts off benicio del toro's arm and just yeah. takes the arm and the briefcase with him and fucks off Okay, when it's just not when it's just cut off more, so you don't have to take an arm with you. Yeah, I know that's pretty great. I'm pretty obvious. He does wrap it in newspaper if that helps. Oh but, uh... no, that does actually help. No, now you <laughs> said that. Then if the police see him, they just be like, "Oh, he's just carrying his his newspaper and his briefcase carrying, he's going to work." He's carrying my newspaper like this. Oh, you've you've uh, you've you've sort of folded your newspaper so well that it's able to carry a briefcase on its own. <laughs> aren't you? It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really into origami. <laughs> really hard into origami. He's like, oh, you're that guy who's got all that manga and anime on. You sack. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah I smell, don't I? I'm crunching mean, along. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't wash me socks, so they're just all oh crunchy as I walk. You know? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's Phil. <laughs> right. Then um, Turkish, we're back with him. He knows that he's in shit with um, Bricktop for not not letting this fight go all he wants. So he's like, you hear his um, internal monologue, and he's like, I'm gonna have to fucking scarper on, I. Uh, but first, before he can before he can go, he needs to go back to his office and get money so that he can he can run. I'm gonna have to fucking scarper on. I. <laughs> That's what he says. Simple as that. Is this our first internal monologue scene? Or has no, that happened before? A, a lot of this film is kind of voiced over by Turkish. Oh, uh, okay. It's sort of like a, well, like a weird noir. Like, what, what do you mean? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it does have that kind of vibe. Like, yeah. And, like, even things that he wouldn't know, he kind of voices uh, okay. over something. Yeah, it's Like, very he's weird. telling the story. Like, he's yeah. sharing the story. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Criminals, yeah. Very much like that, yeah. And so he goes back to his office to get this money out of the safe. And while he's uh, while he's there, he's getting the key, which he keeps under the sugar in his sugar bowl for some reason. Best place to keep it. Best place to keep it. And he's sorting all this stuff out, and then the camera pans around, and you see that two of Bricktop's boys are already sat at the ah, table. Oh, that's him. He's done. He's, he's done for. And um, they start talking, and he shits himself and turns around, and they're like, oh, what well, very clever what you fucking did at that fight, was it, you fucking... Lollipop. Yeah, oh, no, that wasn't good. Interesting. No, it was, it was okay. I quite like Lollipop. Thanks, mate. That's the kind of support I need. Mm. Um, and then it turns out Bricktop is there as well, and he's come to see Turkish. And this this bit I completely didn't get from this film, because he's pissed off, and he's like, oh, you know, really stupid to not throw the fight. But then he says, rather than kill 
Turkish rather than bagging, which is what I assumed yeah. was coming. Well, he's, I mean, you were 100% assuming he's going to get bagged. Assumed he was getting bagged. Yeah. He, he tells him that he wants to use, specifically wants to use Mick again for another yeah. fight and again wants him to take a fall. No, oh, okay. Didn't take yeah, well, a that's fall not, not going to happen, is it? Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. I genuinely didn't understand this bit at all. I was no. like, why would he give him a second chance? Because he didn't do it the first fucking time. He didn't even this try time. to do it. No, this guy wants to be the, the bare-knuckle gypsy king of fighters. Like, I, I don't understand why you'd use him again. Yeah, too much pride to be a fall man. That's his problem. That's it. Can't be a fall guy. So just can't it do just, it. It just, yeah, it just fucking... That bit seemed insane to me. I just don't understand why they give him that second mm. chance. I well, it must mean bad. something, though, because it's almost certainly good writing. Mm, almost certainly. <laughs> As a... As Bricktop and his, and his boys are leaving uh, the office, Bricktop says that he wants one of his boys to find the people who knocked over his bookies. So yeah. it's all starting to tie together now. We're starting to see all how these in. people intertwine. Um, and you see them watching the security footage and you see the guys look up at the camera without their masks on and you're like, oh, fucking mm. hell. And Bricktop's like, who the fuck is that cunt? Like that. And... Uh, <laughs> Because you know Guy Ritchie and uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> the two um, the two blokes that he's got with him are like they don't recognise Sol or Vince. They don't know no, because them. they're just men. They're just <laughs> blokes. He come. They watch the CCTV footage to the point where he comes through the door to be like, "Oh, what's going on in here?" And they, they do recognise Tyrone. Apparently, Tyrone is like known amongst the gangster circles as a getaway driver and like well, a, yeah, a bad I mean, man. Very, very good getaway driver. Oh. Excellent driver. The best. Despite Just being a useless best. fat man. Despite being useless and fat and immediately backing into a van. <laughs> so they know Tyrone, so they've got a link to Solomon Vince. So that's how that bit that's how that bit ends. Them. So then Turkish goes to visit Mick at the campsite. And he goes to the campsite and Mick's mum's there and she's like, Oh, he's not he's gone off courting. And uh, which I thought meant like dating or whatever, like old old okay, language yeah, for trying dating. Trying to get on the shag, yeah. Yeah, it's not that, but I'll explain what it is in a second. But she says he's gone, <laughs> off, he's he's gone off courting, and then she's like, "Don't you be fucking?" Oh no, I can't do no, it. Okay, no, okay, that was interesting. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't. No, no <laughs> you said you were gonna do him. I want to hear him. Don't you be fucking getting him in any shit, you fucking no. little cockney shit house. No. I'll fucking have your guts for garters, you fucking shit house like that. Do you know what? Some of that wasn't bad, but some of that was real scouts. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, there, is a, there roots, is a link there. Well, that's there it. Is a link there. That is, yeah. yeah. So you know, it was actually incredibly well acted from me. So thank you. I think it was very well acted. Thanks, mate. I think you deserve an Emmy. <laughs> daytime Emmy. She's <laughs> got a daytime Emmy for that. <laughs> it turns out that courting is uh, this weird thing that they do, where they get a hare and they get two dogs and they set the hare off and they set the two dogs off after it and then they bet on whether the hare will escape or if the two dogs will catch it. Oh, uh, okay. And there's a recurring, a very Guy Ritchie joke because um, Statham explains this to Tommy. I don't know how he knows what it is, but he goes, oh, if the dogs fucking catch the rabbit, then the rabbit gets fucked, done it. And then Tommy's like, what, like, for real, fucked? And... Uh. And, and that comes up like 
two or three times. Two or three times. Well, you got to get the humour in there for the guys. That's for it, the yeah. boys who are watching yeah. this, like, oh, okay, <laughs> things of sex with things. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. A dog raping a rabbit's really funny. Huh? I want to hear that joke four or five times. Because I, I just, just didn't quite get it the first time. Because so. when, when everyone was laughing, when that woman in the shop said, all bets are off, that went over my head. <laughs> I didn't get that one. <laughs> when it's about a dog having sex with a rabbit, I get that. I think it's really funny. Huh? <laughs> it's exactly that kind of humour. Well, he knows his audience. Yeah, and so they go to find Mick doing this like weird dog and hair thing. And they tell him about this other opportunity for a fight. And they tell him that, you know, they, they've got money from um, Bricktop. He'll do the fight, blah, blah, blah. And Mick says, tell you what, we'll have a bet. You bet on this uh, dog versus hair. If you win, I'll... Um, ah, fucking hell, this guy's just addicted to betting. He loves it. He absolutely the fun loves stop, it. stop. He needs to get a grip. <laughs> He's like, if you if you guys win, I'll do the fight for free. I'll happily do it, and I'll I'll follow whatever rules you put in place. Mm, I reckon he will. <laughs> but if I win, you buy me that caravan, and you buy me like a top of the range, <laughs> top spec caravan. Fucking hell! Okay, yeah. he's, he's really really hung up on the caravan. Why did you buy the caravan himself? It cost ten grand. Everything costs ten grand. You want a fucking pint of beer? It's ten grand. You want a caravan? It's ten grand. <laughs> It's a flat rate system. It works flat well for system. everyone. Everything is ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> Living in communist London, everything's ten grand. Full stop. And, uh, <laughs> and so Statham says, and this is you know repeat of the joke. He's like, I reckon that rabbit's getting fucked. And uh, Brad Pitt's like, Well, for real. And that's that's. No, uh, does he actually? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he does. No, genuinely no. Does. you know the rules. That dog is not going to have sexual relations with that rabbit. It's not a fucking Bill Clinton of dogs. He's, <laughs> he's just going to run fucking, after it. It's your fucking game, innit, you bunch of grapes. You fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you fucking legumes. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. Let's go fucked. He's just like... Jermaine actual sex and he's like <laughs> I mean it tickled me and I've heard it about three or four times already so well, there you go it is, a good, it is a good joke maybe it's a good gag maybe we're, maybe we're uh, gatekeeping uh, dog sex jokes you know. we shouldn't be doing that we shouldn't be doing that so they set the hair off and the dogs go chasing it and while this chase is going on there's a bit of a like intercut montage thing of Bricktop's boys going and finding Tyrone and kidnapping him. They get him in the back of this car and they take Ooh, him to a warehouse. Bagged? He doesn't get bagged yet. No, they take yes. him to a warehouse uh, where they put him in this like it's like this pit, like a trough, I guess, because you know, Bricktop has this pig farm. Oh, he's gonna get pigged. He's gonna oh, get no. pigged. They put him in this massive trough and they've got a guy holding two big fucking dogs on chains yeah. and the dogs are just going wild at Tyrone. And they ask him, you know, who the guys were who knocked over the uh, the bookies. And Tyrone's like, I don't know, I don't know, you know, I don't know who they were. I was just doing a job, blah, blah, blah. And then they just fucking set the dogs on him. And he's like, oh. no, no. And he's like fucking screaming. And he's like, and then eventually he tells them who they are. So they, they well, take yeah, the dogs of off. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely would. Um, I'd have done it before they had the dogs. 
to be honest. <laughs> before I even seen the dogs, I'd just be like, it was these guys, don't worry about it. Well, I'm at off. this point, at this point... Well, he doesn't like grasses. Oh, yeah, brickhead. That's true, that's true. So you could get bagged just for telling him. Just get bagged anyway. There's no, there's no way to win. What I don't get is that at this point, Tyrone really has no loyalty to Sol or Vince because no. he only knows them from doing this job, which I assume he got 10 grand for. But Dave, you just you just can't be a grass. It's just, it's the rule. It's the, it's rule. the only rule of the road. It's the cockney rule, isn't it? It's the fastest way to get pigged. Being a grass, so he's probably going to get pigged, old Tyrone. I would imagine. I imagine he is getting pigged. I'd be hard. shocked if he doesn't get pigged. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, cut to the the courting, and the hare manages to escape the dogs, oh. which means that uh, Statham and Tommy owe uh, Brad Pitt a caravan. Got to buy him a caravan, yeah. Got to buy I him mean, a caravan. Despite that being the payment for his last job, despite having ten grand, and, you know all this. Tommy is absolutely fuming at this because he's like, "We're fucking down the hole already, twenty k." Uh, oh, what I didn't say before was when Bricktop was in um, Turk's apartment and he saw the safe and everything. He made Turkish empty the safe and give him all his money. Oh, okay, so yeah. Turkish now, has money. Turkish now has zero money and owes this person <laughs> a caravan, so he, he's absolutely fucked it. And then there's a bit of banter about the gun that um, Tommy bought. And Turkish's like, "Who the fuck did you get that off?" And he's like, "Oh, I bought it from Boris the Blade." And he's like, "There's no way that gun works." And Tommy's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> And he's like, well, fucking try it. Have you, tried, have you even tried to shoot it? And he's like, no, no. And he pulls it out and he gives it a shot and it just misfires. It just like, clicks Immediately through. Immediately misses. Yeah, yeah. So we now know that Tommy's got this fucking useless little gun that he's bought. And that's an, another little <laughs> comedy moment. Oh, what um, a dickhead Tommy is. <laughs> so then uh, Bricktop goes to pay Sol and Vince a visit. And he walks into the pawn shop. And they're in the back because they're discussing how to get rid of this body that they've got of Benicio Del Toro just in the back of this shop <laughs> and he walks in and he just walks straight through to the back and he just steps over this body and they're just like they're both like who the fuck's this guy and he just takes a seat and like sits and he's looking at this body on the floor and he starts telling them this thing about best way to get rid of a body and he's like um, you want to you want to chop it up because uh, it's too much hassle trying to lift a full body you want to chip it chop it into six parts and he's like, you want to get rid of the teeth and you want to get rid of the hair and you want to feed him to pigs. Uh, wow, well, you got to pig people? Yeah, if you just yeah. get people picked, that's <laughs> the best way. And he's like, he, he, he does rightly point out that it's much easier if you do own a pig farm to pig someone, which is fair enough. easier, I'd argue. <laughs> like, if I, went down, if I went down to the school near me that has pigs and just fucking chucked a body in there with no teeth or hair in loads of bits... I don't know if the pigs are going to go for it, to be honest. But you never know. Apparently, according to according to Bricktop, this is where the phrase hungry as a pig... This specific thing is where the phrase hungry as a pig comes from. If you de-teeth and de-hair a man and throw him <laughs> in six pieces into a pig pen, into that's pig where pen. the phrase hungry as a yeah. pig comes from. Well, it is, because I've seen them ravenous. Ravenous for man flesh. That's what they're <laughs> after all the time. Uh, well, no, it is It is a common thing that p- pigs pigs will eat anything. Like, yeah. that is a thing. Yeah. It's in Hannibal as well, right? Where yeah, I think so. There's a pig man. People get pigged in that one as well, I believe. He gets, re- he gets really graphic about it because he's talking about like how quickly they'll go through bone, and he says that it takes... 16 pigs to one man. Uh, 16 pigs to one man. To one man. That's a film I don't want to watch. (laughs) 
<laughs> one man, 16 pigs. No, not up for it. At this point, Vince and Sol still don't know who he, this guy is. And Vince is like, rightly, he's just like, who the fuck are you? And, uh, fuck you, mate. Yeah, and Bricktop describes himself as, I'm an horrible cunt, like that. Like, oh, like Cockney's nice do. Guy. Yeah. He plays Bricktop. It's not someone I know. Do we know? Not, oh, okay. not someone I recognise. I'm sure it probably is someone really famous, but I didn't. <laughs> someone really famous. It's Gary Oldman. Yeah. It's Gary Oldman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Bricktop is like, uh, come take a walk with me, fellas. And he walks outside and they follow him and they get outside the pawn shop. And these guys have like, it looks like they've pulled a truck right up to the door. And when, <laughs> okay. they, op- when they open the door, the whole of this truck is like lined with plastic from floor to ceiling. And, oh, man, that's always promising yeah it? and Tyrone is on the floor it, already in a body bag he's still alive but he's in a body bag that's like zipped up to his head so you can just see his head sticking out the top of it Yeah. and there's just a shitload of guys stood around him with machetes oh man yeah. <laughs> they're getting picked it's really fucking grim and then it cuts to Sol and Vince and Tyrone are all on the floor of this van in body bags and these guys with machetes stood over them, and they're all like getting ready to hack away. And it's at this point, Sol's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! I can get you your money back. You know, I've got, I can get you uh, in yeah. this eighty-four carat diamond. I know where it is. I know who's got it. Uh, give us four days, and we'll have it." And Bricktop does that. You've got forty-eight hours, which is oh, classic, generous, yeah. really generous. You've always got it. Yeah, he's only halved it. Usually, it'd be like six hours or something. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. He gives them 48 hours and he lets them live and he says, if you can get me this diamond, then we'll call it quits. So that's what's happening. Then we cut back to um, Avi and Doug, who we haven't seen for a while, the American mm. and Frank Butcher. Of course. And... <laughs> who, uh, I mean, I was waiting on bait of breath for them to come back. To be honest. <laughs> I remembered that they were even in the film. <laughs> At this point, they're, they're, like, they were the right you know, not rightful because it's still criminal, but they were the original <laughs> buyers of this diamond. Yeah. At the minute, they're, other than like uh, Turkish and Tommy who, who haven't come across the diamond yet, they are the only people who haven't got a lead on this diamond. They don't fucking know anywhere where yeah, it is. Yeah, they've got like, no clue, yeah. Yeah, as for, all they know is that um, Four Fingers has gone missing and no one knows where he is and they've lost this diamond. So Doug tells Avi about this guy called Bullet Tooth Tony. Bullet Tooth Tony, yeah, why not? Played by That's, oh, hard man. Vinnie Jones, right? You professional hard man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Professional yeah. hard man. Now, <laughs> you weren't professional, I believe you were semi pro. I was a semi pro hard man. Yeah, you yeah. can't, you can't really be a semi and a hard man at the same time. You got to be. It's one very or the difficult, other. but you know, you did it better than most. <laughs> I did. I, I did make correctly. quite a living of it. Ten grand a time. Ten grand a pop. Well, of course, it was ten grand. It's the only amount of money exists. It's the going, it's the going right for everything. Going right for everything. Bread, milk, whatever. Um, bullet tooth Tony. Uh, actually, I want you to get. I want you to guess. Sounds like a Crash Bandicoot villain. Hello. I want you to guess bullet tooth Tony's story. What do you think is? What do you think's the reason behind his uh, his name? His nickname. He was shot in the mouth, and then he got metal teeth, like Gee. Jaws from Bond. I mean, you've pretty much smashed it. Uh, oh, he, he apparently got shot seven times point blank and in the teeth. Yeah, no, in the teeth. <laughs> 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 ding, ding, ding. It was like a fucking uh, like a fair game. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he was shot in the body but lived you know oh, okay. he got shot sometimes but lived and then when they took the bullets out he kept two of them and he had his front teeth replaced with the gold from the bullets or whatever. Fair enough. Case I mean, it's not, it, yeah, it's probably it's not gold. It's they not gold. gold in bullets. <laughs> it's unlikely Otherwise, to be gold. Bullets would be really expensive. They cost about ten grand each. Yeah. Which is what they brass. do cost in this film, so <laughs> Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> I said it's brass with conviction there. I don't know if it is. Could be bronze, could be anything, could be any metal. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> don't care in this country, mate. Who yeah. gives a shit? So um they call in they call in Bullet Tooth Tony. They want him to help them find the diamond. And Bullertooth has got his, his ear to the ground in criminal activities and he's heard about the this book he's being knocked over. So he takes Avi, they get in a car and they drive off and they go to see a guy called Mullet. Again, amazing, absolutely does incredible. Does he have a mullet? He does have a mullet, yeah. yeah. Makes sense, yeah. Makes sense. He can, now he's got his nickname, never changes head. <laughs> that guy's fucked. He's, like, he's like, got- having a fucking perm. And he's like, no change, Mullet. You can't change your fucking hair. You absolute goddamn yam. <laughs> you sweet potato. You'd have to wait for fucking perm to die before you could do that mullet, you fucking wannabe. You fucking idiot. No, wannabe. wannabe. I, didn't come, I didn't come up with a vegetable, sorry. You couldn't get a vegetable inside. Yeah. <laughs> I've got... In the back of my mind, I've got kumquat, but I want to save it. It's a good... Yeah, you got to save kumquat. Got to save kumquat, yeah. I've got one for next time. Anyway. Okay, good. I'm excited. Um... It's not a good one. <laughs> they go to interrogate Mullet uh, because apparently he'll know who knocked over the bookies because apparently oh, he knows he this will. kind of thing. He knows them all. He knows it all. Knows it all. Got his ear to the ground. And um, they interrogate him by... Vinnie Jones calls him over to the car and he walks over and he's wearing a tie and Vinnie grabs his tie, pulls him head into the car, winds the window up and then just starts driving. And he's like oh, shit. stuck in this car, yeah. like running alongside it. And Vinny's like, who the fuck knocked over this, Bucky's? And Mullet's like, you know, I can't fucking tell you, Tony. You know, I fucking, you know the rules. <laughs> it's the rules of the game. Yeah. Tell me who knocked over that Bucky's, you fucking lychee. Lychee. So middle class. Yeah, um, that's really middle class, yeah. Anyway, eventually it turns out, you know, he only needs to go sort of 20 miles an hour before Mullet just tells him everything and tells him it's a guy who owns the Porsche. 20 miles an hour is quite fast. It's pretty quick, yeah, with your head stuck in the window. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they tell tell Tony about Sol. They go pay Sol a visit and they've got him, like, pinned down to the ground with a gun to his head and he tells them about Boris the Blade, who... Tony knows is aware of because they move in the yeah. same circles. Well, of course so they do. It's all slowly coming together. So at this point, we're back with uh, we're back with Turkish. Uh, he's on the phone. He's on the blower to uh, Bricktop. On the blower. On the blower to Bricktop to explain to Bricktop that he needs to borrow some money because Mick will only do this fight for a caravan. <laughs> and Bricktop. Bricktop is just like, are you taking the piss? Like, genuinely, like, I asked you to throw a fight. You didn't throw the fight. You swapped fighter and you didn't throw the fight. You put me in shit with everyone. Then you told me you could get this guy to take a dive if I gave you another chance. And now you're telling me you need me to give you money to buy this guy a caravan. And he's like, you'll get fucking nothing. 
And he's and like, to be fa- to be fair, Brickhead, you did steal all my money <laughs> the last time we spoke, so yeah. I don't know what you want me to fucking you, do, you mate. You bought this on yourself, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I stop the money back that you stole the last time that we chatted? That would be fair. If you did that, we'll be sound. I'll buy, I'll buy six caravans, I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, Bricksop really does not take this well, and he sends some guys to smash up an arcade that apparently Turkish owns that we never see up until this point of the film. Yeah, well, why not? Is it got like full of two P machines in there? It is. It's genuinely like full of little <laughs> one arm bandits and two P machines. It's like a proper little New Brighton arcade. And they go and smash. Right. This is this is what I don't get. They go and smash this arcade up, and then they send some people to go and fucking burn down Mick's caravan. But Mick's mum is still in the caravan when they burn no, it down. No, so they, they burn it to death. What they literally probably burn not gonna, He's probably not going to do the do the fall then, is he? No. Well, that's what I thought. And also I thought, because the next scene explains it, but they go around with baseball bats and smash up a load of 2P machines for Turkish. And I was like, he's getting yeah. off pretty fucking lightly. Like, the other guy yeah. who they don't know, who, other than not taking the fall in a fight, hasn't really done much to piss them off. They just fucking burn his mum to death in a... In a yeah, caravan that's worth the only 10 grand. I lost, you know, about 23 quid. <laughs> <laughs> in two peas there, you know, it's decent money when, you, when everything's 10 grand. Each of those coins might be worth 10 grand. Every, every, every 10 grand counts in this world. That's, every that's what 10 say. grand counts. That's 23 spot that you've just lost there. <laughs> so, and, and the prizes. And the, the prizes, little, like, yeah, you get a little, little teddy bear. A little bottle opener with a fucking little bottle opener with a picture of Del Boy on it. Or, <laughs> Yeah, something like that. <laughs> a duck dressed like a priest. Yeah, you know little, that kind of shit. That yeah, little 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 book of tokens that you can trade in for a little uh, pencil topper, little wobbly pencil topper, <laughs> little wobbly pencil topper. Yeah, there's some banana with some sand in it, and it's really fun to stretch around. You know, it, these are the surprises. That you, that's, you know. that's what ten grand buys you nowadays. That's what ten grand buys you. Each individual one ten grand. <laughs> Anyway, it does transpire <laughs> that Turkish is going to get a bad deal because we cut back to the arcade and he's come back and he sees these blokes and he's like, what the fuck's going on? And they all round on him and there's like six of them and then they get him on the floor and they've got him pinned down and one of them no. pulls out a knife and they're going to fucking just chop his hand off. Holy shit, well, that's, that's a bit worse than 2P machines. It's a bit brutal, yeah. And uh, it's at this point that Tommy walks in and he pulls his little shit gun that doesn't that we know doesn't work. Yeah. And he's like, you fucking let him up off the ground so they do. And he's like, Turkish, you fucking get out of here, you, you fucking dragon fruit. And uh, Turkish does a runner. And then they're all like, oh, what are you going to do with that, Tommy? You know, you haven't got the balls for it. And he's like, do you want to fucking test me, you fucking melon? And he puts it all right up to their fucking <laughs> forehead. And he's like, bam. I didn't go for watermelon this time. No, no, I've no. learned, you learned from my mistakes. <laughs> and, I, I must say, I didn't want to butt in. Big fan of dragon fruit. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, it was worth worth saving. And, yeah. uh, so Tommy backs out with this gun, uh, and he manages to get him and Turkish out of this situation. And so Turkish and Tommy go to see Mick, who is obviously like fucking mourning the death of his burnt to death mom. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, of course he is. Oh, man, poor Mick. Yeah, I know. He really gets a fucking rough time of it. So <laughs> Mick says that he will, he'll do the fight. He's like, 
fuck it, I don't care, you know. What, that was so it. matter of fact. He's <laughs> mourning the death of his burnt to death. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough, yeah. I mean, that those, what those are the facts. That is what he is doing, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a big um, bad side for old Mick. <laughs> <laughs> so, we come back to uh, Bullet Tooth and Avi and Doug. And Bullet Tooth is saying that he knows Boris the Blade. And he's like, Boris the Blade is like a former... KGB agent, he's a super spy, you know, they call him Boris the Blade because he fucking, uh, he dodges bullets and he's fucking, like, just unkillable. Like, he's got this reputation as being unkillable. And Neo. Yeah, basically, yeah. And uh, Bullet Tooth, this is another Guy Ritchie gag, Bullet, Bullet Tooth is saying he'll be fucking impossible to find. If he doesn't want to be found, he'll be fucking impossible to find. Q... Mm. Boris the Blade on CCTV walking into uh, watching walking into uh, Forbidden Planet to buy <laughs> Dick three in for hand. two manga. <laughs> yeah, Dick in hand, ready Stinking to come, <laughs> <laughs> crunching his way through the shop, <laughs> ready to buy uh, various manga. Uh, and he's just like, oh, three for twos on. I might buy six, maybe even nine. And he's like, oh. What have I got today? I've got to buy One Punch Man. I've yeah. been thinking about that recently. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to buy. And he's just fucking hell. <laughs> Walks in, 10 grand burning a hole in his pocket for manga. Burning a hole in his pocket. That's 30 grand right there. <laughs> he walks into a, to Doug's diamond shop. And basically Boris is looking to sell the diamond himself and make a bit of money. Doug um, owns a diamond shop. Yeah, yeah. Doug's What's the guy. Who do with it's it? not a diamond shop. It's a jewelry jewelry store. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this is this diamond like? Because I've been picturing like a big comedy diamond. It's fucking right? yeah. It's like it's it's chunky. It's a chunky. He's not gonna be able to sell that. Is it? Like what the fuck is Mick gonna do with? Oh, sorry. Is a uh, whatever fucking Buffalo Bill gonna do with this? There's no way <laughs> he's gonna be able to sell a, a fucking six inch diamond. That's insane. Yeah. Also, what I don't understand is that this diamond's been robbed. It's fucking massive, so they're not going to be able to yeah. sell it because surely someone has said this diamond is missing. But that oh, diamond is big missing. enough to have like a name or like you know to, someone to be able to recognise it. What are you supposed to do? If I remember, if I know correctly from various nefarious sources, mm-hmm. is you fence it to a random foreign country, and then uh, they cut it down into other types of diamond, and then it gets flooded out slowly through the market. Maybe that's, that's how it's supposed to be fenced, as opposed to just banging it in your counter at Elizabeth Dukes, just like here. Yeah, look at the size of this bastard. Maybe it's that's like... what. Maybe that's what the plan is then, because they robbed okay. it in America. Benicio del Toro robbed it in America, flew it to London, and yeah. then Doug, the jewelry store owner, is is bent. He's like he's part of the, the underworld, so maybe oh, okay. maybe that is what they're doing. Um, but. Obviously, it was meant to be Benicio del Toro selling the diamond to Doug, and now Boris the Blade has turned up with this diamond, but he's unaware that Doug is already aware of who's meant to be selling him the diamonds. Yeah, well, who knows, eh? Honestly, I think these characters have been watching this film and no one knows who anyone is or what the fuck's going on. It's like that silly Ocean's Eleven's bullshit where it's just like everything ties in because it does as opposed to like everything ties in because it's written well yeah this... in Ocean's Eleven where it's just like oh everything we knew it was gonna happen <laughs> like, 
okay, well, there's yeah. no stakes in this film then. And there's just about three or four of them, and you're like, there's no stakes in the film. And it's yeah. like, no, there is stakes, because this guy might find out. It's like, he did find out, uh-oh. And it's like, oh, no, he did find out, but we knew he was going to find out. We planned for him to find out, yeah. yeah. And it's like, so, so there were no stakes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's well, that, just a film to, for George Clooney and Brad Pitt to have some fun. Yeah, that's the thing. This this film, this film is a heist film. The only difference is that the heist takes place at the start, and then everything afterwards is follows the heist kind of thing. You know, it's a, it's an ensemble cast doing weird stuff yeah. that all ties in together, but it just doesn't lead to. A I mean, it's a, it's an interesting thought. It's it's a very interesting thought, like the way they the way to do it. We'll, we'll talk about this at the end. Yeah, yeah. At the so, moment, we're talking about uh, Boris the Blade. Boris in the, the Blade uh, in the jewelry shop. Big thick diamond. <laughs> this big diamond cutter. <laughs> so Tony Bulletooth and Abby and Doug, they realise that Boris has got this diamond, and they're like, "We're gonna fucking get him. We're gonna take him <laughs> for a drive, and we're gonna fucking do him in." And so he might get bagged. He might get bagged. He might get bagged. And so they get Boris, and they fucking chuck him in the back of this car. And they're driving off. And then it turns out Tyrone, the getaway driver, is uh, watching Boris's house because Sol, Vince and Tyrone, the last person they knew who had the diamond was Boris. So they're watching his house and they see uh, these three guys come up to the house and Tyrone calls Sol and Vince and he's like, they're fucking here, they're at the house. And he tries to tell them there's like three other blokes with them. But they hang up on him before he tells them that. Well, of course they do, because he's just so fat that he's, he's just a useless guy. It would have took too long to get the words out. <laughs> he's breathing he's real hard between yeah. every word. Yeah, it's taken about six God, hours to speak. It's taken so long to speak because <laughs> his lungs and his, his brain is so covered in fat that he has to get the message down to his lungs and mouth <laughs> to vocalise it. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I'm just imagining Mr. Creosote for this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, at this point as well, Turkish and Tommy, who realised that um, they've got Mick on board, but Mick might not have any incentive to actually take a dive again because he didn't do it the first time, but now the I'm guy's killed his mum. So... He burnt his mum to death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so he might not be in the best of moods. They've realised they might need actual protection. So Turkish is like, let's go get an actual real gun. Uh, we'll go back to Boris. We'll tell him that this piece of shit that he sold was, was a piece of shit and we'll get a real gun from him. And so it transpires that all these characters are heading back to, to Boris the Blade. They're all heading oh, to his house. So we're getting to the to the culmination now. Yeah, yeah. So we get this little scene where um, we're cutting between cars and... Turkish is sat in the passenger seat drinking milk out of the carton for some reason. And Tommy's like, Tommy's like, oh, what the fuck are you drinking that for? And it turns out Tommy's got this thing about dairy farming and he doesn't agree with milk. I don't know why. <laughs> of course, he doesn't agree with pigs either. Yeah, I honestly don't know why this comes up. He grabs the milk carton and throws out the window. And you see it like hit the windscreen of a car going the other way. and you're That's screech. the reason why. Yeah. Because I assume... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's one of the other players in the game. Exactly, you hear That's his car why, screech, yeah. and Tommy and Tommy and um, Thingy are like, "Oh shit!" And they just carry on driving. And then in the car with Sol, Vince, and Tyrone, 
Solas bought them these guns, but they're like replica guns. That's all he can <laughs> the, get hold of. They only run on milk. So <laughs> it's real. They only buy milk. It's all no cheese. Yeah, <laughs> it's the big order. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're these little like replica guns, and um, Vince is like, "Why the fuck did you buy replicas?" And he's like, "Do they even make? Do they even like fire?" And he's like, "Yeah, they fire oh. blanks and they make a real loud sound." And he's like, well, what did they do? And, he, and Sol just grabs his gun and just blasts it at the roof of the car and just, like, makes this huge bang sound or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they all, like, turn around. They're like, what the fuck did you do that for? And even Tyrone, who's driving the car, like, looks at him. And then they hit someone in the road. Oh, man. And then it cuts to... Um, uh, oh, what the fuck are their names? Frank from... EastEnders. Frank from EastEnders. Bullet Doug, Teeth Guy and um, Abby. Doug, Vinnie Jones. Doug, Abby and Bullet Tooth. And Abby, yeah. yeah. And they're all in the car and they've got um, Boris the Blade in the boot and they're driving and all of a sudden a load of milk hits the windscreen oh, of their shit, car. Yeah. They screech off. They fucking slam into a bollard. They all get like, they're all like dazed and knocked out. The boot pops open. Uh, Boris the Blade jumps out and he's still got a bag on his head and he's got like his wrist tied and he just ru- starts running down the road and then next thing you hear a bang and then a car just fucking takes him out just takes hits him, him. there yeah. you go it all links in it all links in that does actually sound quite cool um, it's a, it's a like really that. fun scene it genuinely is fun it's nice yeah. to see like because at this point like you see these things going on separately and you don't know how they connect and then and then you do yeah. see it and it's like that is pretty cool yeah yeah and so Tommy and um, I like Tommy, the way that none of this would have happened if it was set in America. <laughs> they would have just all bought working guns immediately. Yeah, and it would yeah. Have been fine. Very yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. Very easily sorted. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so um, Tommy and Turkish arrive at Boris the Blade's house and they see that the door's been left open. And um, then we cut to. Um, Vinnie Jones and he's getting out the car and so is Avi and they're walking around the car and they walk to this pub because they need to use the phone they need to get on the blower they walk to this pub and Avi goes to the bathroom to start washing because he's covered in blood because he's like hit the mm. windscreen and stuff meanwhile uh, Tommy Jones Vinnie Tommy Jones Vinnie Tommy Jones. Tommy Jones <laughs> Tommy Jones <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones isn't he? <laughs> just replaced Vinnie Jones he realised he was fucking shit and like a couple of hours in and they were just like, right, no, just get Tommy Lee Jones. Just get Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones in it. Him. It'll do. <laughs> no one will know. He looks a lot older. It's like, fine. Vinnie <laughs> Jones is getting on the phone. He's trying to bring someone to come pick them up, basically. And as he's doing that, Sol, Vince and... Um, uh, Sol, Vince and Tyrone come into the pub and they've got their balaclavas on and they've got their little um, replica guns and they put the gun to Vinnie Jones's head and they make him sit down on this chair and they start like saying, you know, where the fuck is Boris the Blade? You know, what, what have you done with the diamond? Blah, blah, blah. And Vinnie Jones does this really cool speech of like, um, mm. I mean, it's not, it's it's a Guy Ritchie speech. He starts saying that uh, Vince, who's doing all the talking, he's like, you're the dick and these are your two bollocks. And he's like, but I can see your dick and bollocks shriveling up as I'm talking. It's very weird. It's very weird. This bit is insane, but essentially what it culminates to is that they're, you know, they think they've got the upper hand and they're waving these guns in his face. And he's like, what it all boils down to, boys, is the fact that your guns have got replica written down the side of them. And then there's like this nice shot of like uh, the camera and it's like a typewriter, Mm. like, 
and you just see replica down the side of one of these guns. And then he's like, whereas mine has Desert Eagle 5.0, and he just puts his gun down on the table, and it's a fucking massive little hand cannon. <laughs> massive hand cannon. And he's just like... Uh, so- Desert Eagle is a big old tasty gun. Yeah. It is. I give it that. It is. And he just goes, uh, so why don't you fuck off like that? And they all just shit themselves and, and run off. <laughs> so it's quite funny. And um, as they're running off, they run out of the, the back room and they lock the door behind them and they run down this corridor and they bump into Avi, who's been in the bathroom. Yeah. And he's obviously not got Vinnie Jones with him protecting him and he's got the briefcase with him with the diamond that they've taken from Boris the Blade, who they think is dead. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. Of course. Meanwhile, turns out Boris the Blade isn't dead and he's gotten up from being hit by the I car. Mean, I mean, he must be in a real two and eight, though. Appa- like, apparently not. Apparently <laughs> okay, not because he's he, fine. He runs back to his house. And he, he runs back How to his house. How the fuck did he get hit by a car at full speed? I have no idea, mate. He runs back to his house and when he gets to his house, uh, Tommy and. Turkish are still stood outside and they're having this debate about you know how they're going to talk to him because he sold them this shit little gun and they want a real gun yeah, and yeah. Tommy's like I'm just going to fucking tell him that he owes me and blah 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 and at this point Boris just runs between them runs into his house and then he's there for two minutes and they're just looking at each other yeah. and then he runs out the house holding like a big off fuck off shotgun and yeah. runs back down the road to this pub where all this is kicking off and they're just like what the fuck's going on and then we're back at the pub Boris comes in through this back door. He sees the standoff between Avi and um, Tyrone, mm. Sol and Vince. They're all telling him that they want the, the <laughs> diamond. And then um, Vinnie Jones can hear like from through the door what's going on. Well, he's got x-ray hearing. Apparently so. Apparently yeah. so. And he's Is that like, a thing? Don't think it's a thing. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> he shouts something like, Avi, uh, pull up your socks which Avi instinctively knows means hit the deck. Well, yeah, because to pull up your socks, you would duck down in order to pull up your socks. I guess so. I guess so. Well, unless you had, like, uh, suspenders on, in which yeah. case, you know, you just... No need to pull up your socks. Up, yeah. You know? um, so Avi hits the deck, and uh, uh, Vinnie Jones starts just blasting through the wall with this Desert Eagle, and he hits... Yeah, why wouldn't he? He hits uh, Boris the Blade, and... Um, Sol and Vince manage to duck. Tyrone doesn't duck in time, but he, he only gets glanced. He doesn't get killed. I mean, he, there's no way he's ducking. He's useless. He, he's, he's absolutely he's useless. He's fucking taller lying down than he is standing up. <laughs> from what I've heard about Tyrone. <laughs> and so, um, as Abby hits the deck, uh, Sol and Vince get up and they run and they grab the briefcase and they run <laughs> past Boris the Blade who's been hit and they run out and now they've got the diamond and they just fuck mm. off. And then Tommy, uh, I keep calling him Tommy Jones. Vinnie Tommy Jones. Lee Jones. <laughs> the, no. the police of chief comes through the door. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his gun and he's like, oh, what the fuck's going on? And he's like, Avi, where the fuck's the briefcase? And he's like, they got it. And then um, Boris the Blade stands up even though he's been hit. And he's like, oh, you fucking bastard. So Vinnie Jones just like fires like three or four bullets at him. Yeah. And he goes down. He's unkillable. So. He's un- well... He walks, Vinnie Jones walks over to Tyrone and he's like, where the fuck have your, your friends gone? And in the background, you hear Boris the Blade get up again and start talking. And Vinnie <laughs> Jones like looks at him and is like, what the fuck's going on? So he shoots him again a couple of times. 
starts tra- talking to Tyrone. This happens like three or four times. No way. Boris, yeah. No yeah. way does it. Yeah, no, it Jesus genuinely Christ. does. It happens like three or four times where Boris the Blade keeps getting up and saying something. It's yeah. like the fucking Black Knight scene out of um, <laughs> yeah. Holy Grail. <laughs> Holy yeah, yeah. Except that was a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. This guy yeah. just genuinely, for no explainable reason, he just won't die. It's insane. Mm. It's insane. Uh, so, Sol and Vince uh, are going to take the diamond to Bricktop. Um, and they're in the car and they're having a chat. And then uh, Bullet Tooth uh, comes up and knocks on the car. And he's like, he's managed to follow them somehow from the pub and gets them before they can take this diamond to go and mm. help free themselves. And then we see or we hear that uh, Mick is uh, having a wake for his mum. And he's getting absolutely <laughs> oh, fucked. He's getting absolutely off his yeah. face. Like, ridiculous. And Tommy and Turk know that, that he's having this wake and they're worried that he won't make it to the boxing match. Never mind, like, the fourth round, you know, they're thinking he's getting absolutely fucked. So that's all going on. And then um, Avi and Bullet Tooth take Sol and Vince to the pawn shop, back to the pawn shop. And they want to get the the diamond uh they don't know I, I can't think why because the the bit where bullet tooth knocks on the door is meant to be like a couple of minutes after what's gone on in the pub as far as i'm aware yeah but for some reason they've convinced bullet tooth that they've managed to take it back to the pawn shop before. i mean maybe we don't need to know eh? maybe maybe <laughs> we don't need to know <laughs> and um Vince is making this big thing of like looking around for the diamond and he's like it was here it was here and then he's like he finds the box on the floor and he's like oh shit and he's like I think the dog's eating it well yeah of course but why wouldn't it have done why would the dog not have eaten it and then (laughs) Avi and Bull Avi's like full on for just Cutting the dog open. Cutting just slicing that dog open. Well, yeah. that's what a sound person does, yeah. Abby, Abby's, Abby's <laughs> living for it. He's feeling it. He's just like, yeah, let's, we're fucking slicing open We're going to be dog criminals. Boys. Let's be fucking criminals. Let's slice it. open a goddamn dog. <laughs> I was going to do it today anyway. I'm glad now yeah. there's a reason. I've been hankering. I've been hankering cutting dogs open <laughs> for ages, actually. For years. <laughs> and... This is this is a bit too much for Bullet Tooth. Bullet Tooth is like, come on, we can't fucking we can't fucking do this. But and Abby's like, got over the dog. Yeah, yeah. Abby's like, well, if you're not doing it, I am. And he goes for the dog, and Sol and Vince like get in the way, and they're like, no, you can't fucking do it. And it's at this point that Vince is like, stop, stop, stop. And he reaches down his pants, and he's got the diamond in his pants. So he, he was up no. to a point on board with them just slicing open this dog. Which is weird. Yeah, well, I mean, he should have just left. Yeah. Been, yeah. 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 Um, I, mean, I mean, so he, he he's just so into dogs. <laughs> yeah, he won't let this dog die for his for his greed. Um, well, okay, maybe maybe some would say foolish. <laughs> so he reaches, he stretches out his hand with the diamond, and as he's about to pass it to Avi, the dog genuinely does jump up and grab the diamond. And then Avi starts, like, blasting wildly with his gun to shoot the dog. The dog manages to jump out of a window. And while all this is going on, Sol and Vince do a runner. And they fucking peg it out of the pawn shop. While uh, while Sol and Vince sneak off and Avi's been wildly blasting at this dog, it turns out he just fucking shoots uh, Bullet Teeth. He just shoots Tommy Bullet Teeth. And just, just kills shoots him. him dead? Yeah, just kills wow. him. That's, the end That's of all Tommy. Vinny needs. That's him. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
And then we're back with uh, Tommy and Turk. They've gone to get Mick, who is absolutely fucked out of his god. He's he's he had like a, a actually hard night's drinking. He might do uh, <laughs> if he makes it that far. Yeah. Um, and they drag him to this fight, and it's at this point that Bricktop kind of reveals it. Mick's like sat round and he's like all hungover and he's like being a misery ass. And Bricktop comes in and he's like, how you feeling? And he's like, yeah, fucking fantastic. And he's like, you better fucking fall in the fourth because I've sent men to the campsite. I've sent my men to the campsite. And if you don't fall in the fourth, like we've agreed, we're going to burn the whole fucking campsite down. Oh, okay. Ah. And it's at this point that Mick kind of, he looks like he instantly sobers up. Like he just like, well, he would, yeah. he's just fuming, like absolutely fuming. So... We go to the boxing match between Mick and this guy and they come out swinging and Mick does what he does. Just fucking floors does this he guy punch and punch again. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Mick. Come on, Mick. <laughs> but he doesn't kill him this time. He just fucking knocks yeah. him down with the first punch. Yeah. The guy's like dazed, but he gets back up and then they start to have a proper <laughs> scrap and Mick starts throwing the fight, but almost too obviously you know like it's like yeah. he's not putting up a fight and so he's t- fighting back like rocky where he just allows him to get punched in the head yeah he's just full on times, yeah. leading with his chin just wiggling yeah. his chin round in with front of him chin. yeah oh, punch me in the head punch my sweat off my head yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of slow motion sweat off the head scenes there's oh, a lot of there are. and like brad pitt's long hair sweat oh, you gotta have that yeah you've got to have that got to have it's, that. it's sexy <laughs> And Turk's like, come on, what are you doing? You gotta, you gotta put up a bit of a fight. Just don't fucking knock him out and go down in the fourth and blah blah blah. We can't. Literally any amount of force from his fist, that's him gone. <laughs> kills a man instantly. Kills a man. <laughs> um, and so we get to the fourth round. There's a lot of like montage of you know Brad Pitt being beating the shit out of and yeah. like not putting up a fight. And then we get to the fourth round and he gets punched and knocked down. And he goes down on the floor, and then we get this weird, like, Guy Ritchie out-of-body sequence where Brad Pitt's, like, floating underwater, and he can see himself get knocked down above the water. And he's, like, looking up, and then he, like, kicks up, and then you see him get off the mat and just fucking spark the guy out, clean oh, out. so he does him, yeah. He still fucking does him. He hasn't learned a thing. He's still just like, nah, fuck he's this He's turned guy. into two-punch, man. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is the this is basically the final scene of the film, or final scenes of the film. Burn down the caravans. <laughs> they all come out of the boxing match and um Tommy, uh Turk and Mick are all together and um fucking uh Bricktop and his guys, they all come out together and Bricktop sees those three and he knocks on the door and he's like, Pass me that fucking shooter. And mm. the, the window winds down of the car and a gun pokes out the window and just fucking blasts uh, bricks up to death. Oh, so and then sh- blasts all his dead. men to death. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy hell. And then we get this weird little, um, like... I can only imagine it's a brand new character. It's just some sort of fucking <laughs> uh, Danny gun fingers or something. <laughs> You just yeah. blow people away with his fingers. him at the, the last yeah. minute. Um, I would not be shocked. We get the absolute classic of a heist film of a Jason Statham uh, voiceover recapping all the bits that we've missed, which we haven't missed because you haven't shown us. So that's why we missed <laughs> yeah, them. Like, no, we haven't missed them. 
specifically we weren't told and yeah. we weren't allowed into this conversation so yeah. we haven't missed it at all yeah which which does my head in it's the worst bit yeah. of the heist um, it transpires that Mick planned all along to win this fight and for some reason he knew that Bricktop was going to have um, guys at the campsite so mm. he has like He's had, you know, fires lit and, and things going on to make it look like the campsite is still active, but actually all the all the gypsies have come away from the campsite and they come up behind the guys in the van and just blast them away. They just kill them yeah. dead. So they were never in any threat. And then it turns out that Mick has been betting on himself. So he's made a fucking mint off all oh, these fights as well. made a fortune, yeah. yeah so he yeah. can buy a couple of caravans. Yeah, yeah. So Mick, yeah. who's like the, the guy that they all thought they could diddle at the start, is the only one who comes out of this you know, oh, okay. pretty well. And so we get to uh, a final scene where um, Tommy and uh, Turk go to the campsite that the gypsies are on and the gypsies have left. They've, they've gone. They, you know, the instant the oh, travel was over, they've travelled, they've gone. <laughs> and so Tommy and Turk are walking around and there's a bit of voiceover saying that the, the gypsies have buried the bodies of the 12 guys that Bricktop had, like, marking them somewhere around the campsite. Yeah, I don't know. And um, they're walking around this campsite and then this car pulls up and they're like, uh, the guy gets out of the car and he's like, who the fuck are you? And and Turk's like, who the fuck are you? You know, classic Cockney banter. Classic Cockney banter. Basically how they say hello. Pretty much is whenever you get on the tube, who the fuck are you? And you're like, come on, mate, I'm not from here. <laughs> I'm actually nice. And, uh, yeah, I actually talk to people normally. So. <laughs> The, the guy who gets out of the car pulls out a police badge and he's like, yeah. what are you doing here? Like, literally, what are you doing here? And at that point, Vince's dog comes running over the hill and obviously it's that's the, the campsite that he bought it from and yeah, that's the campsite that it keeps him. returning to. And Statham, thinking on his feet, is just like, come to walk our dog. And yeah. the policeman's like, you know, you can tell he doesn't quite believe him, but he's like, well... Get your dog and get out of here, you know, get, get going. Got a lead on you and he's like, uh, no, this dog <laughs> doesn't need a lead, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, or a, or a collar or, or doesn't seem to know like it knows us at all. Doesn't know, it just runs past. Uh, <laughs> actually, do you know what? You're right. Uh, we've been bad. What I'm going to do, officer, is I'm going to slice this dog open <laughs> right now in front of you. How about that? So the policeman lets them go and they drive off with this dog and they go away and then Statham's doing a bit of voiceover saying that Tommy wanted to keep the dog uh, but the dog uh, wasn't feeling well so he took it to the vet and when the vet did surgery on it they found this 84 carat diamond on it which yeah. for some reason... The vet lets them keep. Well, of course, it's their diamond. It's their dog. Shake the fuck out of this dog. <laughs> and the diamond came straight out of its mouth. <laughs> we made it shag a hair. Like, actually, fuck it. Actually, shag it. Not, not even any jokes this time. <laughs> then we had to shag another dog. Then we had to shag a mule. Then we had to shag all sorts. It was really fucking funny. <laughs> then, then Tommy said. All bets are off, and we all had a right fucking we giggle. We were right laugh. We were like, really, Caroline, she was fucking gravy. She was mustard. <laughs> we loved her. Shame what happened to her. 
Tommy, you fucking cumquat. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and so Tommy and uh, Turk get the diamond. And then right at the very end of the film, they go to sell the diamond. And they, they're talking to their buyer. And they're like, do you know anyone who will buy it off us? And the buyer turns around and he goes, yeah, I think I know someone. And the buyer is Frank from EastEnders. Okay, hey, there we go. Done. All ties in, and that all ties in. My friend is the utter madness that is Mad Snatch. I kind of like the premise of getting a heist film and then dealing with what happens after the heist of yeah. the, like and all the weird shit. So it's like a heist within a heist, essentially, or just like a million. It's basically it. Well, it's snatching. It's like tick. They were tr- everyone was trying to get the diamond in the end, and then yeah. the people who got it were the ones who didn't really know about it from the start. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of like that. I get it's, it. It's difficult to explain. Well, probably not a great film to have picked for this. It's difficult to explain because yeah, there's I so it. <laughs> there's so many characters and there's so many weird names that like when you're talking mm. about it, it's easy to get lost. But actually, when you watch the film, it's fairly simple, and it's actually I'm sure like, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's actually you know it's it's quite a lot of fun. But like so. He had this and Layer Cake, which I assume can only be the exact same film again. Yeah, but with I can't. I don't know if this was. I don't know if this was his first or if Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Surely Lock, Stock is before this. Was two thousand, right? I reckon right. around yeah, there. Yeah, probably two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I reckon. I reckon straight on two thousand. I don't know when Lock, Stock was, but I think it was earlier. Yeah, but that also had Vinnie Jones. It did. She was snatching. Yeah. I think it went. I'm sure it went lock, stock, snatch, and then layer cake. I think maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really care because uh, I just don't know. It, this film sounds like it's trying its absolute best to be Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, and can't quite do what Reservoir Dogs does because it doesn't. It's it's sort of like it's trying to be the British Reservoir Dogs. Ah, oh, we'll get all the funny dialogue in there. We'll get all this. We'll get all it. We'll get the different characters. We'll get all the emotion. No, that's. Do you know what? That's really funny because I did. I I didn't make that connection at all. But it's the exact same premise. It's the heist has yeah. gone wrong, and it's what happens after the heist. It's yeah, a heist exactly. movie after the heist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like Guy Ritchie wanted to make a British Reservoir Dogs and. Mate, that was it. That was a genuine little bit of film insight, which we don't normally do on the Breakfast Club. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't proud, think it was real insight. That. I enjoyed it. Was it. An, it was an opinion <laughs> <laughs> from a man who's not watched the film. So. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, I thought this exact same thing. Not, not from the director point of view, but from the actor, you know, with Jason Statham. But you can do it from the director point of view. Like, who's, who is happier because? Say Tarantino, you know, you can say what you like about him, but he's a director who is trying to push his vision and push his medium and find new ways to do what he does mm. and change genres and change styles and stuff, but whilst keeping it very Tarantino, whereas Guy Ritchie basically makes the same film over and over again. Over and over again, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he makes a shitload of money and he clearly enjoys doing it, so... Yeah, so who's the asshole? Yeah, exactly, yeah. He's probably having a better time of it. And then I thought, I thought the same with Statham. Like, there's there's actors who are genuinely trying to push the envelope of acting, you know, like method and do all these weird things and like yeah. physically change their bodies. And Jason Statham plays Jason Statham regardless In every of the film. Regardless. Yeah. yeah, regardless of the setting or what's going on, he's always going to be Statham. 
But, but you know what? Fuck it, he's rich as shit. And that so. must be the easiest fucking gig in the world. He just turns <laughs> up on set and just is himself. He doesn't have to try and act. He doesn't yeah. have to spend months getting ready for a role. He just is Perfect, himself. Perfect, it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed Snatch. It's quite I confusing. Snatch, but uh, it was know, fun. I'm hoping those at home really enjoyed Snatch. I because... kind of, a little part of me is kind of hoping they didn't and they were wishing we did Fight Club because that would be so funny. I, it not, it's not even a small part of me. It's literally all of my being is hoping that, like, why the fuck didn't we get? Why didn't we get a good film instead of this higgledy piggledy box of loads of characters and shite? And I was just like, ha, well, that's my choice. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, I love the way so we ended funny. the last episode saying how much we respect and love our audience and how we just being like, you know what, fuck them. That's well, what they get. They I, feel like we got, I feel like we got a bit soppy towards the end of last episode, so yeah. it's good to be back on asshole top four. Good to be back. <laughs> fuck you guys. But, <laughs> well, while you're fucking yourself, if you could uh, tell your friends <laughs> about this podcast. If you could like podcast, and subscribe. And... <laughs> that would be amazing if you could tell your friends about this place. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let him in. Let him join the cult of idiocy that yeah. is you. And, you know, uh, let them enjoy our ramblings of shite. Yeah. Uh, hey, we're a couple of hours of escapism into very childish humour. And sometimes that's what you need. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed it. What you need. I hope it was silly and fun. Uh, and we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Take it easy. Bye. You fucking grapefruit.